0: Hey guys, welcome to the Paddler's Playbook.
1: Welcome ladies and gentlemen of Podcast
2: Land. Thermal convection, man.
0: These
1: dudes almost killed me. You
2: know, redfish are really
1: dumb. How do you take your marsh dump?
2: This fool used all my toilet paper.
1: Bro, five.
2: Well now that Drew's done dragging this on.
1: TPP15.
2: You gonna get a dozen shrimp? Hey, you throwing that cast net again this weekend? Oh, good lord. I almost died. I, I do not want to paddle that once again, he almost died. I'm not waking up at the butt crack of dawn. I'll see you at the launch around noon. I love wake baits. Haven't you ever heard them ch-ch-ch-chatter? Let me double back here first. And now, a word from Salt Side Jet. Oh, yeah.
0: Sit back, relax, and enjoy the paddle. Check out our sponsors. Hold up. Wait a minute.
1: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to Podcast Land, I'm your host Drew Turner, I'm here with my co-host Chris Lewis, and we are live from the Mariner Sales Ooh, Studios. Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah brother.
2: Hey, you know what I did today man? I worked, Sweated? You sweated all no, day long, because that I is sweat. what I did. I didn't sweat at all dude, I was I was at home in my air conditioning. No man, I, I uh, for some reason I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube and ended up watching like a bunch of like the best of wwe and wwf (laughs) yeah there you go there you go i was just like i was like man for some reason like it got into this portion where it was like on the cusp of like the new world order and all that stuff was coming about and i was like dude some of these people i don't even remember man that's where me and wesley
1: uh, are at right now we are watching every single episode of monday night nitro from the very beginning which i think's I think we started it, it's 1994, and we're watching every single episode together. That's like our new thing. Even when he's not over here, he's like, Dad, let's jump on StreamYard and watch Nitro. So that that's our thing right now is watching you know, old Monday Night Nitros.
2: It's, it, back then, all right, back then when that stuff was like really, really popular, parents didn't care for it too much because they thought it rotted their kids' brains. But you know what? I guess it's an okay thing for a kid to be into because at least they're not sitting there watching other kids play video games. That shit drives me nuts to know that that even exists and it's a thing. Let, okay, Chris. What? Okay. you going to tell took, me that's okay too? <laughs>
1: it took me a long time to come around to this until I had someone who's like a gamer explain this to me. Do you enjoy going to an Astros game and watching the Astros play baseball?
2: I don't see a comparison, but go ahead. Yeah, just, of just, course yes, I like watching yes
1: baseball. Yes or no? So, okay. So you like watching other grown men play a game? Yes okay. or no? Question. Yeah. So, do you like watching? Do you like watching it on TV? Sure. So you like watching
2: TV of other grown men playing uh, a game. Hey, bro staff, all listeners out there, are you also smelling the bullshit? It's not. <laughs> because- the Okay. But do you like watching highlights of these? So you like watching
1: videos no, and actually, highlights. I've never
2: been into Sports Center. I've never been into watching replays or highlights. I'm like, that already happened. You know, it's already been, t- been talked about. It's like uh, going to school the next day, and everybody wants to talk about the episode last night that they watched of nine hundred two one zero. You know, it's <laughs> look. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not saying
1: that I sit there and watch people, people play video games. I can't watch it either, but it's the exact same thing as us watching other grown men play sports.
2: I, okay, hey, look, it's other tonight, men playing a game <laughs> tonight. This episode. We have a few things like house cleaning things that we need to take care of, of course, in the first few minutes here and uh, some bullshit about our days. You know, you said you sweated all day. I don't know what you were doing to make you sweat. Um, But then we've got we've got one of these uh, crazy um, hillbillies joining us today from uh, from up north. And we don't get to talk to hillbillies too often, but. (laughs)
1: I don't know. I don't know. Is 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 the Carolinas? Are they no, considered it's not, hillbillies? No, it's not. It's
2: redneck. Is it redneck? Is yeah, it? I'm watching him in the back. I'm watching him. He's okay. Maybe we're gonna get a lesson here. Is okay. it a mix of Appalachia and and redneck and like
1: what what is it? What is it considered? I'm sure. I'm sure he's south. gonna let it's us know. It's still
2: the south, but yeah, it's not redneck. I mean, rednecks obviously, you know, are just from Texas for the purpose of. I don't know everybody's fantasies about rednecks. They're only living in Texas. Um, I'm not sure what they are. Just Hicks, maybe? No, Hicks are in the Midwest. Um, I don't know, man. We're going to get a lesson on that, but he's going to join us later. I don't use that type of slander. Oh, shut up, boy. (laughs) Whitey. (laughs) Hey, you know, this brings up a perfect, perfect point, though, that I wanted to make in this episode, Drew, and that is that there are thousands and thousands of podcasts out there. COVID sort of unleashed this world of where everybody started to talk about their passions and their um, their hobbies on podcasts. Podcasts grew exponentially. Um, there's a podcast for every single thing and every facet of those things you know it's Uh just it's
1: it's big it's huge there's podcasts for people who like to watch people play
2: video games like there's, (laughs) there's there's podcasts about that there's probably podcasts about podcasting you know it's 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 huge um we have a specific niche which is kayak fishing right niche within a niche yeah a niche within a niche um where's the hierarchy there is it fishing first and then kayaking or kayaking and then fishing i'm gonna say that it's redfish i would say outdoors outdoors fishing
1: kayak fishing redfish well we've lately that's the niche
2: tier we've lately gotten into just a lot of tournament talk which i'm sorry guys if y'all um don't particularly care for it but it's happened okay um and that's because we're I don't know, trying to navigate some waters, different waters uh, when it comes to this thing. But when people start to message and say, hey, I think you're being criticized or I think you're being um, critiqued by this other podcast over here. Some might see it as a form of flattery, you know, oh, they're thinking about us. I really don't care myself personally, um, because what I do on this podcast is just me running my mouth. It's just, I'm not an intelligent person. I'm not going to come on here and say something wise and profound. I'm not going to change people's lives. I'm just going to talk about fishing and bullshit.
1: Come on, man. You're the space man though. you got that well, space. That's juice. my
2: job though, dude. That is my job. That's what I do for a living. That's what I do for work. That's what I do for a paycheck. I don't come home and, and do that stuff. Sure. I bring it every now and then onto the podcast and bullshit about it. Um, and I'm sorry guys for, if you don't like the word bullshit or shit, but I say shit and bullshit a lot. <laughs> And Drew decided to stop bleeping them out.
1: Chris is is in a mood today. Well, because I got tired of listening to the whole episode trying to find find
2: all my shit. And then then
1: I'll bleep (laughs) them all out. And then I won't
2: bleep myself out, you know, dropping an F-bomb. The F-bombs, I I try not to say those, man. Um, You hear that guest waiting in the green room? Let's try not to drop F-bombs. Yeah, yeah, the F-bombs, I I find them to be a little bit over the top, unless it's just the bros out doing bro stuff. But anyway, um, our podcast is unique because it's Drew and Chris, and it's our personalities on this show doing something, talking about the things that we enjoy and that we love. And that's just, that's an extension of who we are in the real world. I mean, it's no different than if you and I were out on a fishing trip. This is what we talk about. These are the conversations that we have. Um, It just so happens with the podcast, we want to delve even deeper and try to bring more topics to the table. In order to do this and have some sort of legitimacy to it all and grow and get bigger and actually see if we can make it in this industry somehow, some way you've got to branch out to sponsors. You got to branch out to people that want to be a part of what you're doing. And I get it, man. When people that are not used to that, when they're not used to that and they finally get, you know, that one, that first little, Hey, we want to be a part of what's going on. They don't know if they should feel dirty or not. You know, you know what I'm saying? You're shaking your head. Like, yeah, you know, it's It's like, should I be taking this is do I am I actually worth it? Is the notoriety really there? Um, you're shaking your head, so what do you
1: think i mean i I think it comes down to as far as working with different companies as far as having sponsorships. I've said it a hundred times on this show. We work with partners that we believe in, and we also work with partners who have a very large selection of items to choose from because neither you nor I want to be pigeonholed into talking about stuff that we don't absolutely believe in. Berkeley, for instance, has thousands of different types of baits, colors, we talk about the ones we use <laughs> like we we're not we're not faking the funk and saying hey guys you need to use this crawl you know red crawl blah 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 blah," because
2: we don't freaking use them i don't like, know how to fake the funk bro i have never been, i don't either i, I don't either never been a fake it until you make it type person um my personality just doesn't allow that to happen but There is, when I'm, when I'm getting, the point that I'm getting to is that there's these people, whenever they finally get, you know, some of that notoriety and people, you know, say, I want to be a part of that. And they're like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to sponsor you. They'll instantly go out and try to justify to the world that just because they're taking that and they're trying to make themselves feel less dirty. I I think this is my opinion. They're trying okay. to
1: convince themselves that 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 sponsorship is legit, and Look, that guys, sponsorship is is you know
3: it,
1: even if they don't believe it's like it's like a lie. If you tell the lie enough, you're gonna believe it. I think it's kind of the same thing,
2: Drew. We don't even knock the. I mean, we okay. We talk some shit about the the general staffer dude. Okay, mm-hmm. the the. the negative connotation that came around the bro staff term you know we talk a little shit about that you know here and there and but we're still going to support that guy because that's where everybody has to start it's just the way that some people go about doing it is kind of kind of funky man that is the fake the funk or whatever mm. however you said it um
1: i'm gonna support that guy by saying like you know Sending them a private message and saying, Hey man, killed it at the tournament this weekend. For hey real. Hey man, loved your new edit, but I'm not gonna be like, you know, so and so is the best lure ever. You're correct. This is great. For if real. I don't if I don't truly believe it. Like so, I'm I may hit you up on the down low, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put it out there
2: in a post or something like that. Here's here's the deal. Everybody you know has a goal in life as to where they want to be with this within this industry. those people that we know and that we're talking to on a regular basis and that are actually doing something greater than just going fishing every other weekend. they want to do something with that, and I would love to be able to hit all the 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 big circuits, saltwater circuits. I can't do that on my own, bro you the only way to become a millionaire. Fishing is to start off as a billionaire first. Mm-hmm. You need help from the industry surrounding you, and you need help from other companies that aren't necessarily into the industry, but could maybe get their name out there. If uh, you know they they could say, "Hey, my guy was you know on the podium this weekend, and he was in the top five. Mm-hmm. You know, look, don't feel bad about being a part of that portion of the industry that's all i got to say about it people messaging us saying hey so-and-so might be blowing up about you go ahead guys we've all got a different platform to talk you know in a different way of speaking the industry talk it is what it is man i'm not hurt by it um you do you
1: we do us i mean it's not gonna keep it's not gonna keep me from saying anything about any of our any of our sponsors or anybody we work with because so i'm sitting here right now in a real sportswear shirt like i love these things because
2: you know what look i'm convinced look i'm convinced folks when i put on my real sportswear uh performance hoodies i am instantly 10 times hotter and i don't mean my temperature i mean i'm sexy i am one sexy beast with those shirts on man Andrew has got your head
1: blown up so much <laughs> by by putting you in that foamy hat, like it, it was oh you man. in the foamy hat in the hey, little ad. That's got your took, head blown up so pick. much.
2: No, that was that was um, that was Redtail. I
1: think both of them used it, Redtail and they, and and Real. Yeah.
2: But look, man, uh, I am having a blast with a lot of this. It's fun. I am not a big social media person. In fact, guys, hey, listen to this. Okay, listen up if you have a background in social media we are looking for someone how many times are you gonna spray that stuff in your mouth man <laughs> enough to where my throat don't hurt anymore this guy needs to be put in a bubble i swear but we are looking for someone to run our social media sites both instagram and facebook um it does come with perks In facts in fact you will be written into our 2023 contracts i believe so Uh, But you've got to have a pretty awesome background in social media. Um, All right, so we talked – I said we've been talking real tournament heavy lately. I know you had some some rants and some raves. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Drew.
1: No, man, this – that last GRS was tough. It was tough, 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 tough. Galveston
2: Redfish series, man. So the Redfish series of – of our home waters, and everybody was getting their butt handed to them.
1: Now, Chris, what do you think is the hardest fish to catch? Because I I found out this last GRS what the hardest redfish to catch is.
2: The one that wins?
1: (laughs) Well, no. Well, that, yes. But the ones that are belly crawling, Jesus Christ, dude, those those fish are difficult. They are difficult to cast to. They are difficult to get a lure in front of because a lot of times they are moving. They're not cruising like they're, they're, they're changing directions they're really changing quickly. changing directions a lot. Yes. Man, that was, um, we, we saw, I'm thinking they, in my head right now, at least, at least seven or eight belly crawlers.
2: So when you're, when you're facing belly crawlers, um, this is, This is how I kind of uh, feel about those that they are ADHD. They don't know what they want. They don't know what they want. So they'll, in fact, sometimes you'll see a belly crawler from across the lake, and as you're making your way over to him, he'll just straight up disappear, just disappear. And like your eyeballs were on that fish for a good solid couple minutes.
1: Yeah, there there was one that I watched. No joke, for twenty minutes, I could see. That's too long.
2: I said, well, you don't waste the twenty minutes of your time watching a fish. No, listen. So okay. there's You're a sir. big
1: wake going in front of me, and I'm chasing after this wake, and I I can't catch up to this wake. So then, out of the corner of my eye, I see one off in the distance. He's belly crawler. So I'm still chasing after this one fish, and I keep looking over towards the other one for you know twenty minutes, and then after that weight goes away because he was just cruising up and down the shoreline after that goes away i I go try to find the one that was belly crawling and i get over there i get within casting distance and he is gone and when i say i crept up on him slow i crept up on him slow, slow 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 and he was still gone belly crawling in the same you know 10 by 10 section and then he was gone so it was it was tough i saw i saw more fish on this tournament day than any other tournament day i've had
2: well uh there were a lot out there okay we had we had some really good conditions the night before um that basically presented our waters with vibrant redfish they were moving around they weren't just you know bedding themselves down into the mud like we sometimes have had on previous uh grs events this last one they were moving they were active um scott and i found this drain and uh they were like literally being pooped out of a drain dude and i've never seen it before in my life we were sitting there just watching them fall out of this drain this one after the other, but as soon as they would see a lure, they would bounce. Man, they would take off, and they wouldn't. We wouldn't see them again.
1: From your pictures, it looked like uh, you guys, you know, were fishing the drains. you it was more like y'all were in a bathtub, and somebody pulled the plug, and all well, the water went out because you guys didn't make it to weigh in, did you?
2: No, we didn't. Yeah, we. So we tooled around this one area for our entire morning, and then finally said you know what, let's go see if we can find some birds. because so we were in the boat instead of the kayak, so we could move around a little bit. Um, so we motored up and took about a 10-mile ride um, to another location. And uh, on the way out, I was looking at my GPS and I said, oh, look, there's a channel right there. We can just take that channel to get out. And uh, we'll be good to go. And I took that left, and that channel had silted over. And I didn't even realize it. And we just came to a screeching halt, man.
1: Uh, Tilly didn't, like, go off the front.
2: No, but. flip
1: flop like on some of those videos you see where they just come to a stop and, oh, boy, goes flying off the cooler. Let Wouldn't me tell you, like man.
2: That. Guys, I'm, I, will, I will admit, I take risks. If if you fish with me and you're just a pal, you're just a buddy of mine, I I like to take risks and I expect you to take risks with me. And we I I will tell you everybody that's been on my boat, ex- with the exception of Drew Turner, has been stuck. Because yeah, we didn't we, get stuck. We no, were catching we did not fish. Get stuck. Um everybody that's fished with me has been stuck. I don't and, think we
1: stopped long enough to get stuck when me and you fished off there. It was just well, constantly moving.
2: We were also in deep water, pretty deep water. it was you know always two foot deep but uh that's a part of the adventure, man. that's a part of what makes it exciting and fun and and uh but at the end of it all, we were about to you know slip the boat back onto the trailer. Scott goes, "Get me the hell off of this thing." <laughs> He was ready to go. He was done, bro. Look, man, uh, both him and I are going to repent. We're going to start thinking very seriously about what it is that we did wrong in our lives to be tortured this bad this season. I almost died two GRSs ago. Uh, I almost got ate by alligator um, three GRSs ago. And it's just been grueling man it it's time to reset hit that reset button i told you i'm not going to fish any more events this year i started tying all my leaders for my fly fishing um getting that started i'm gonna go fish toledo in two weeks um so i'm gonna be fly fishing the mommy river um for a carp big old carp and it's it's time for a change of pace man time to get out the hiking boots and go hit some rivers
1: Sounds like you need Jesus. Like you just, that too, you just, man. You just need to have a one-on-one talk with Jesus and say, "Hey, man, I'm gonna change my ways. I'm gonna quit cussing on the Paddler's Playbook so much. I'm gonna quit making Drew beep stuff out. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be done with it. Anyways, you know who's not gonna get beeped out?
2: Jessica's I'm not sure going to get beeped. Jessica's not going to get beefed out. Dude, we are so glad to have her back. What she got for us this time?
0: Hey, bro, staff. let me ask you something. Have you wanted to try your hands at building something beautiful, a work of art that will be passed down through the generations and secure your great legacy? Well, now it's your time to seize control of your destiny and go to purefishing.com and build your own Jordan Lee combo. That's right, Abu Garcia wants you to try your hand at building the combo that's right for you. So log on to purefishing.com Click on the Abu Garcia tab and start your masterpiece today. And while you're forging your new fishing empire and laying claim to new lands, you better make sure your chariot is seaworthy. Not pleased with your current ride? Why not head over to marinersales.com and get something to match your visions of greatness. Like a new canoe, nothing says all hail the king like the new canoe 2022 Pursuit 13.5 with Fusion Seat fusion seat, your mind inquires? Well, your majesty, it's the seat based on superior comfort and support all day long. The fabric and frame are fused together for consistent tension and no sagging, so you won't be sagging. No one can create magic and bring honor upon the family with soggy feet or pants down around your magnificent ankle. So why not head over to realsportswear.com and grab some super comfy socks that blend dependability with style, all wrapped up into the perfect package. Or maybe a new dockline belt designed to hold up your princely robes and allow you to ride to the rescue and open milady beer with a built-in bottle opener. Check out this and other amazing accessories at realsportswear.com. That's it for me, guys. I hope to see you out there holding up the family fishing legacy. And as for me, I'll see you on the South side.
2: hey yo, yeah. All that Hey-o. shit right <laughs> well, Shh, hey, We ain't introduced you up, yet. Hold on, hold on, get, hold on. I got to thank Jess for, <laughs> for, for <laughs> our, coming back with it, man. Coming back with it. Bringing it for the Paddlers Playbook and all the bro staff out there. Um but yeah, guys, if you didn't hear that, Hey, Oh, back there, um, that's our buddy from, uh, the Carolinas, uh, still the South. Um, he's out there wearing his, uh, uh, that shirt there, is it becoming a popular fashion statement amongst bass fishermen? What's going on with that shirt there,
3: Mr. Paul? You know, uh, I think it has. Uh, at least from the folks that have been wanting one and then the ones that I've seen pop up on the internets. Yeah, I think it has. I think it has. They're
2: just That's popping it. up on the internets.
1: Right, so his his mama and his cousins. Oh. <laughs> his mama and his cousins <laughs> want the Paul Roberts shirt. For, oh, for, man. <laughs> for oh, those man. of you oh. that don't know, the Jabberhammer, Paul Roberts is joining us from the Bass and Brews podcast. If you guys have not been able to to check that out it is your weekly distraction from quality podcast
3: did i get that right <laughs> quality podcast content close quality
1: enough. podcast content
2: all right so
1: i was i was really close
2: last time i i uh, tuned in and it was just a very brief tune in as soon as i opened up the podcast they were talking about phallic's phallic symbols
1: oh, and fallacies
2: and Uh, I just didn't understand what that world was going on, but, um, yeah, well, there was a guy from, uh, Pennsylvania on
1: there talking about yoga pants. So that's, that's (laughs) how we got to all that was we were talking about yoga pants. Now, Paul, yoga
2: pants have come a long way, drew
1: not for me, (laughs) not at all. I, I don't I don't. Wear I'm just saying in them. the
2: world of yoga pants, there was a day when those things were only worn to yoga. And if they were worn outside of yoga, it was a fashion faux pas. It was not acceptable. It was something you did not do. Now you see 80 year old ladies running around and all they want to wear is some skin tight yoga pants, which well, is fine if that's what you want to do. Apparently but, in dude, North Carolina, George that's what the fishermen it. wear. So I have seen this trend, and I'm not sure I'm okay with it. I'm not. Jabberhammer,
1: where do you stand? Are you pro pro male yoga pants?
3: Look, if I weighed about sixty pounds less, yeah, I'd wear them. But oh. I'm I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, I'm. I got such a damn big ass belly if I put them on, they be you know how your crack be riding up high and your pants be riding low sometimes when you got a big belly and the Hank Hill honey mm-hmm. look like I'm I'm right it's, there with it's, you. It's I it's like
2: no 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 type of belt out there will help you. <laughs> no, it ain't the belt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter. You ain't got no hips to put them on.
3: <laughs> hey Drew, to back up a little bit too, Drew. It's not Mama and your cousins or Mom. It's it's always no matter who you're talking about, Your down mom, and here, at least, mom and him, mom
1: and him, mom and him. Okay, mom so you, him. you said you said down there. Me and Chris were talking in the intro. So are, 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 is North Carolina. Is it redneck? Is it down south? Is it Appalachia? What 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 is what is what do North Carolinians consider themselves?
3: Well, I when y'all said somebody from the north. And then I open my mouth. Your listeners are like, what in the hell kind of Yankee they got on here?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh man, I it depends on where you're from. You're talking about hillbillies. There are hillbillies in the Carolinas now, and that's gonna be the the northwestern part of South Carolina, and then the western part of North Carolina because that's where the Appalachian Trail or the Appalachian Mountains come in and end. So you got some real hillbillies. I, I'm I'm more of a Sandhiller, where I'm from in the Carolinas, where I was born and raised. Pretty much where I live now is the sand hills area. So we just country. That's all. We country.
1: Just country. Kind of, okay, I like that. Just country. Chris, yeah, what do you consider yourself? Do you consider yourself country? Couillon. Oh, hell, never mind. I forgot. He <laughs> likes to speak French for no reason and call him Saccalay. Just, just, just because
2: I was I was born in Louisiana. Louisiana is my home. Um, I moved to Texas. Well, hell, I did a three year stint in uh, Odessa before hmm. I before I really moved to Texas. Um, but yeah, I, I like to tell people I am from Louisiana, but I got to Texas as fast as I could.
3: Hey, I heard something on, it might have been y'all's podcast or somebody else's, but Sakalé means sack of milk, and that's what they consider the, the crappy. That that nice, delicious, sweet piece of meat when you fillet out a crappy. They call it Sakalé because it's the, the sack of milk of the Sokele
2: fish. Sakalé is, is an Indian term.
3: I don't know, man. I'm just going off what a lesianian said on the podcast that I was listening to. I can't deny oh, you're or right. confirm the the correctness of it you, you are, are correct <laughs> it, it's a crappie like it's
1: crappie and it's delicious well, well it's i crappie. remember
2: the first time that somebody caught a uh, soccer in front of me at lake conroe and uh i was like oh man i didn't know they had sakale here and that dude was like uh-huh what i mean he was really really confused like that fish right there did Sokale. he call it a white perch
1: no he called oh, a white <laughs> perch
2: he called it a, a, a crappy, and I was like, no, that's not a crappy fish at all. <laughs> it's a good fish to eat. That's a good fish.
1: It's a sack of milk. That's what that is. It's a delicious <laughs> fish. <man. laughs>
2: well, Paul, you know, this podcast isn't just all about, uh, you know, Drew and Chris and our love affair with redfish and the Gulf Coast. Man, it's also about other people from all around the United States and around the world that love kayaks and love fishing. I hear that you love fishing and that you love kayaks. If you love fishing and you love kayaks, Drew has two very important questions for you. I want
1: to know what your most memorable fishing memory is. And then I want you to tell us about your very first fishing kayak and how you got into the sport.
3: Y'all just tonight, right now, made my most memorable fishing moment by having me on this podcast. Oh, oh that's a cop out. That's a cop out. <laughs> that's a cop out because he can't remember anything. He's been <laughs> he's been hit too, too many times, too many times <laughs> on those punts. He's too been many, he's been he's been hit. Yeah, too many white claw surges. I almost gave up on y'all's honey's. I, I don't know if I can cuss or not on this podcast. The only reason I cuss. On bass and bruise like i do is because of y'all but apparently that's faux polish but i almost quit y'all when saltside jeff took or saltside jeff damn it boy saltside jeff had her hiatus going on i was like <laughs> where's where's jess that is this is, I that's why i listen to the podcast see,
2: drew i told you we cannot do this without jess Man, that's my fault i'm sorry i'm sorry that's my fault <laughs> you cannot piss off your old lady no more I didn't,
1: I didn't i didn't make her mad i just i didn't tell her that i needed a commercial in enough time and she's <laughs> she's like i need four days notice before i do anything for you see so you, you need to start paying that lady <laughs> I'm not even gonna say anything because I know that this will get back
2: to
3: her, so I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, nothing, nothing, nothing. I, yeah. So, give us so, a
2: real fishing memory.
3: Yeah, Kylie, uh, I I really got two. The first one is the first time I ever went fishing. I grew up in little PoDunk Town, South Carolina. It's so PoDunk that my senior year, one of my high school classes, my first period and second period class. Was working at the fish hatchery <laughs> that was, like that was part of my school day but uh podunk town my, my grandpa had a peach farm there and we had a little pond there it's called the hog pond it's called the hog pond because half of it was was had the hog pins in it and the hogs would be down there wallering at it now where i'm from is black creek um uh, that, that tannic tea water stuff so we had this pond, a huge bluegill, big old jackfish, which commoners call pike or pickerel or some stupid-ass name like that. But my grandpa took me fishing. Uh,
2: hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh-oh. I think jackfish is the commoner term. <laughs> I think when people don't know what that fish is, that's what they call it a jackfish. It's a
3: jackfish. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Look, if it's got a bunch of teeth and you can't lip it, they call it a jackfish, I guess, right? Is that what you're saying?
2: <laughs> There's a lot of fish in uh, in in the Texas waters that get the term jack. Um, <laughs> Skip jacks, uh, jack crevel. People call um, bluefish jacks. Yeah, jacks. There's a lot of different fish that get the, the – it's –
3: but hey, there is a saltwater fish called a jackfish too, though. Am I am I wrong?
1: There's a bunch of different forms of the jack. Oh, okay. yeah, there's yeah. There, there's Amber jack,
2: jack, jack Cravel, Skip skipjack. They're all they're all jacks. Bold, I think it has to bold do with the jack, tail. fried jack. <laughs> bubble Gump, oh
1: bubble Gump over jack here talking about jackfish. <laughs> oh Lord, yeah, well, I think that's about it. All right, so quit our back, interrupting back our guest. Back to the hog pond. Back to the peach farm and hog pond and the right. so, Elroy farm.
3: It took me fishing. I had one of these little kids. There wasn't no Scooby-Doo rod and reels back then, at least not not where we could pick one up. And we went out there with a, a worm and a cork, and we threw it out there on the bank. And I, I don't know how long we were out there, but it goes under, and I start reeling it in, and it's a bass. Now, I don't know, this bass could have been eight inches. It could have been a two pounds. I don't know. But we caught it, and, you know, uh, it was undiagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I got ADHD or ADD, whatever the hell the D's and A's are. I got it. So I gave him enough hail. I was like, I want to take it home and eat it. So it breaks off a branch. <laughs> we run it through like you would a stringer, and we take it home, and they pan-fry this fish. <laughs> out in the carport at my house and my daddy's laid up with a hurt back and it's just I, I don't all i do is remember catching the fish but first fish i ever caught and that that really got me into it and you know that's that's what that's what got my adhd brain tied it. i want a fish i don't give nothing no, no cares about nothing else the other one was in 2008 i had moved back down to where i was from and there was another pond uh, that we got to fish. And I always had big fish in it. And this point in time works as wild and firefighters. So we go to this pond. It was August or September. And we'd gone. I'd been fishing this pond all summer. And we caught five, six, seven pounders. This a 12-acre pond. And we caught some big fish. And me and another buddy there's eat up with coon tails so you can't half fish half of it. You got to fish these little channels. I throw a little Spook Junior out there. I see something roll on it and, it, and I was like, damn, that looked like a cart. And I told my buddy, don't you throw over there. And I throw back a couple of twitches, and something just comes up nonchalantly and whoop, sucks it in. I set the hook, and then I see it you start to kind of flop around. It really wasn't fighting that hard. Fish is all in the coontail, wearing a little 12-foot john boat, reeling it, reeling it, get over there to it. And it's the biggest bass I've ever seen in my entire life, and reach down. The guy in the boat reached down and lips it and pulls it up, and it's a ten pound one ounce bass. Oh wow! And I mean, you know, to catch a double digit is is always you know, that's awesome. It's always that's that's the that's the mecca, right? Catch a double digit.
2: We have a whole it, program here in Texas revolved all mm-hmm. around double digit bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: they, they
1: talked about the Shirt Lurker program, um, I think on two episodes ago or yeah, something two like episodes. that. That was a
3: badass episode too. I loved it. That was so cool to hear the science but of it.
1: Chris, you like to mess with me about being country.
2: In that story
1: that Paul I'm about just to say
2: something probably goes right along the side with what you're about to say. In that story
1: <laughs> that Paul just gave us, there were peaches, there were hog farms. There were carports, there were coontails,
2: there, there was pan for I about being country because of where you're living, bro. But then again, <laughs> look at where I'm at. I have nothing but cow patties surrounding me on all four sides. <laughs> look, that had to be the most country story we've ever had
1: on this podcast. So and I'm, I and I'm all know. for it. I am Listeners, for it.
2: if you've made it this far in this episode, I want to know one thing. How many of you guys said, I just caught that? I want to eat it, daddy. (laughs) Because I, I have at least one story where we did that. And I know I've talked about it on this podcast. I caught a sheep's head and I was like, I caught it. I want to eat it. And my dad was like, uh, that thing is nasty as hell to clean. It's all on you. You take it home, you clean it and you cook it and you can eat it. But, um, my brother-in-law also, this was a long time ago. He caught a six-plus-pound largemouth bass in Lake Erie. And I was like, oh, dang, that's nice, man. Take a picture of it and let it go. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, I want to eat it. (laughs) I was like, I have nothing against eating bass, but you don't even know what this fish is. And you're like, "Uh uh-uh, I want to eat it. So I'm like, cool, we're going to bring it home. We're going to eat it. But he did the same thing, man. He grabbed the biggest stick he could find. He just shoved it right, right inside that fish and walked home with it on his shoulder like like he was Huck Finn. <laughs> Uncle
1: Mary Finn pulling the bass around.
3: <laughs> now, before, before people get all upset and shit, I did not eat the 10-pound bass. I threw it back.
1: But you're not against you're not against eating bass at all. Oh
3: hell no! Bass need to be ate, and I could fillet a sockeye, a carp, a bass, a brim. Wait, wait I mean, wait, wait, wait. you know, why if, would you fillet a carp? Have you ever eaten carp?
2: So this is this is what I was told <laughs> was the best way to eat carp, and I haven't tried it yet. Okay, but actually, you're right about the fillet part. I heard the fillet part is especially important the way that you fillet a carp because also because of that that hard 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 outer shell that they've Mm -hmm. got that you've got to really kind of like nail them down to some damn wood to get it to work right but once you're done getting that filet off of there you just eat the fucking wood Ooh. You need to bleep that. <laughs> no, nope, I'm, like, I'm leaving 45.
1: it. 39.45. Nope, I'm leaving it because this is due out tomorrow. So I'm, I'm leaving it out there. He looked at the timestamp too. I like, did because I was thinking about it and I'm like, no, I'm going to leave it in there. I, nobody hey, Drew, nobody said nothing eat? about the custom. Okay,
2: seriously, because I like to catch them. Catching carp on the fly is fun, dude. Um, it's much like redfish, except they're much harder to fool. They are much harder to fool than the redfish. So what kind of carp are you eating? And tell me what's so great about eating carp.
3: I, I don't know. It's a damn carp. I mean, you catch it, you eat it. We make, we make carp balls out of it, though. It's like, kind of like gar, it.
1: huh? Like garbage. Yeah,
3: yeah. Same way. You know, I mean, same way. You just eat it and fry it. I mean, you deep fry a turd and it tastes good. So, I mean, there you go. There's your (laughs) car. Throwing up onion and seasoning in there. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Drew, I got a question for you. How the hell are you going to keep me and Chris on on Target tonight?
2: Like, what is your plan?
3: (laughs)
1: I'm not. I'm not. I've already seen, he's already interrupted you three times. Like,
2: it's been more than that.
1: Um, I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I just. I. I got it in my head. We started this early, so usually we start <laughs> recording about eight eight thirty our time. But I was like, we we need to start at seven thirty
2: because this is gonna be a while. So the second question, I'll try and keep Drew on on point here now. The second question yeah. was uh, <laughs> your very first kayak and what you got. What got you started in the sport? I uh, mean,
3: yeah. I You're hope our audio good because y'all are, y'all are like the videos behind like eight seconds. It looks like I'm on a podcast with damn Swamp rack Fish and Alex today.
1: Mm, we're much better looking than that.
3: Well, I don't even you know are. who those people are. Anyway, so my first kayak, um, I guess it would sort of been 2015, 2016 maybe. I live a quarter mile from the Savannah River in North Augusta, which is... Near, right across the river from Augusta, Georgia, but North Augusta is in South Carolina. You know, if you want to name some stupid-ass cities, go down to the Carolinas and Georgia, and you'll figure it out. So I want to start doing some fishing. I, I hadn't bass fished up in this point like seven years, eight seven or eight years at this point. This is seven or eight years after that 10-pounder. And we're on the Savannah River. I just want to ultralight fish. I take a little pyramid out there, ultralight, four-pound test, whatever bites, bites, you catch it. And I start t- talking to my wife about this. Well, my wife's been with me for a long time, and I have, like, more hobbies than you could ever think of. Like, I just, I do a, do a lot of shit. Anyway, she's like, okay, yeah. And so I, I know how to talk to her. I'm like, look, this is a family thing. We buy two kayaks. They need to be big enough. We can put the kids with us, and everybody can go out and have a good time. So we go to Walmart. Because the Walmarts is all we got. Well, actually, we had some real kayak stores over there. She wasn't going to let me pay no money for a real kayak. And she wants to get the sun dolphins. And I tell her, I was like, no, I've done my research. That's fine for you. You can get a sun dolphin that spins around in circles. But at our Walmarts, they'd had this Avalon 120. The Avalon 120 is a sun dolphin branded i don't know anyway it doesn't matter it's a decent kayak it's like 600 hundred dollar kayak it's a fishing kayak because it's got two it's got two rod holders and some gap track yeah there you go (laughs) i
2: think it's also um a model off of the um the tarpon yeah you know whenever they started selling that tarpon mold for just about anything and everywhere
3: Yep, because some of the wilderness looks like it. Some of the tarpon look like it. That's exactly it. It's got a front hatch. It's real narrow, long. Um, but I and got this Avalon 120, and it, look, it was a, it's actually a really good kayak. It tracked good. It was great in the river. I could paddle the hell out of it. It was a good kayak to fart around and do that. And, and that's what I had up until we moved to North Carolina. And I'm here in the Raleigh area, so I've got – three three really good well-known lakes now because of MLF and um that that just wouldn't cut it anymore but that Avalon 120 I, I got on a discount because they've been sitting in the walmarts for so long when they pulled it down there's a layer of dust across the top of it I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so but it was i mean it really was a good kayak for getting it from Walmart one and for it being being that other it was I mean it did what I needed it to but it had that that little seat on there that made your ass flat by the end of the day, I mean, it just hurt. Your legs start to go thing. numb. Yeah, yeah, and you can't stand up in it. At least I, my big ass couldn't. I'd fall over and tip it over, but I've taken out in the ocean, riding waves in the ocean with it. Uh, it was a good kayak, but it just didn't fit. When I really wanted to start bass fishing out of a kayak, it, it just it uh, it wasn't safe. First of all, and and, yeah, I just you know how bass anglers they gotta have we got you know 150 pounds of gear with us, and uh, so yeah, that's uh, you did say bass, right? Yeah, okay, what'd you think? I see
2: Well, It is the bass guys that want to carry around everything Mm -hmm. that they have inside their utility shed. (laughs) It's like I'm going fishing, and your wife's like, hey, that's the 10th. Trip that you've made to your truck already with gear. <laughs> How much you need to bring? I got one more trip.
3: <laughs> no, my my all, majority all my stuff sits in the kayak. I load it up i put the rods in the truck and I go. Now I'm not a gearhead. I don't carry as much stuff as other people. I'm not a big gearhead. I mean, mainly because I'm poor, so <laughs> I can't I can't buy a lot of stuff. Now we talked a little bit
1: about the Bass and Brews podcast and you guys focus it's it's different because you guys focus on content creators. So you guys focus on podcasters, YouTubers, TikTokers, you know, different areas of fishing on your show and, and you guys do it in a in a fun way. I think people come out of their shells a little bit whenever they come on y'all's show because it's it's really it's, it's it's guys just really conversating, having a good time. Um, and I, I, I want to shy away from saying, like, you're not going to learn anything from y'all shows because you're going to learn stuff. But it's not like you guys are really talking technical, technical aspects of, like, not tying and different things like that. You guys are more broad spectrum content creation and things like that. So since you've been talking to a lot of content creators, me and Chris are now considered content creators. You know what type of things have you noticed about the guests on your show? That
2: term term must be used loosely. Yes, very (laughs) loosely.
1: Um, What what type of similarities to a lot of the guys in the fishing spectrum have? You know what type of differences do they have? What have you noticed from hosting your show, Bass and Brews? Um, between us, "quote unquote" content creators.
3: You know, I've always wanted to say this because I'm not on this side of of the camera much. That's a great damn question.
1: Well, thank you, thank you. I will take that. <laughs> I'll take that. I think that's only uh, the second person that's ever. Well, that's said a that. great
2: question, Drew. <laughs> I
1: think it's the second person. I think the uh, Berkeley line, uh, Chris, when it, we had the Berkeley line guy on, uh, he he said, "Well, that's a great question." So. I'll take it.
3: I Yeah, our podcast in, into the way that I describe it when we reach out to folks that we don't know, um, the way that I describe it is uh, it's just us sitting around a campfire, drinking a drink. It doesn't matter. Coffee, beer, liquor, water, it doesn't matter. We're sitting around a campfire, drinking a drink, shooting shit, talking about fishing. That's what the podcast is, and so if anybody's – been on a camping trip or, you know, you've done your tournaments where you show up on a Thursday or Friday and, you know, do some practicing and, and stuff like that. That's what the podcast is. And so, yeah, it does. It's more laid back. We, we do have podcasts where there's technical stuff involved. But we the little bit of technical or the little bit of information that you get, you got to sit through somewhere between an hour and a half to three hours of podcast to get it. But there's a it's it's an entertaining podcast is what it is, and the content creators on that they're they're typically inherently, uh, you know they they have a they they're good at entertaining. That's there's why a personality they
2: have there that's yeah. desired somewhat. Mm-hmm.
3: And so. <clears throat> We, that's that's what we've targeted and it does it gets right I mean we had y'all saltwater guys on you know I mean we've had we we have a wide range of topics that we cover and topics within those topics, but the similarities in content creators that we see and ours is again as drew said a niche within the niche is fishing It's the passion of, of the guests that we have on everybody is passionate about fishing but these folks are also passionate about creating the content and fishing is the easy part of content creation. Because you take somebody like Greg Blanchard, for instance, that can go out and catch two or three fish and make a 20, 25 minute video. And, and, and people say it, and I use him as an example because people say this all the time. He catches two or three fish and I'll sit there and watch every minute of that video. There's a passion there with that. There's a passion with y'all with what you do for fishing. So when people are passionate, they 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 draw other people in. You know, you can feed off of that. And so that passion of fishing gets people drawn in. But then it's the content creation side. And damn, you have got to be passionate about creating content, videos, Instagram posts, tic all that shit because. It ain't easy. It's a grind. It's, it is. It That's is, why we're is.
1: looking for help because yeah. we, we like doing the show and we like fishing. We don't like we the We have other a stuff. hard
2: time with, like, the last uh, real go that Drew and I had at content creation, we did well for about two, three weeks. <laughs> yeah. And then it just fell flat on its face. Then it um, turned into
1: tournament season. Yeah, you know when it starts blame, getting cooler,
2: we'll be good again. I'd love to blame like so much on, you know, okay, I didn't get that done because tournament season and I didn't do well at my tournaments because of this other thing that I had going on. I'd like to have something to blame all my non-success on, but I really don't other than myself. Um I could have put out more videos, but it was difficult to find the time to do it some of these guys just find time um there's a guy out there reggie choppa this dude Mm -hmm. if you do you follow him at all paul Mm -mm. okay look him up i will every every day he's going to give you brand new video or photo content and it all revolves around the world of fishing um he's a beautiful photographer the guy does amazing product placement and Mm -hmm. uh, but i'm like he's he's not only married but he has kids not only is he married and has kids but he has little kids and i'm like i had to give up fishing for like (laughs) 10 years while my kids were growing up now i didn't give it up completely but definitely not to the extent to where i'm fishing now and now i'm like i should have this time on my hands to be able to create content it happens in spurts.
3: But you. there's two things here, though. So one is the video creation content. Those folks, the ones that are successful at it, they they weren't successful right off the bat. What they did is they created a system to be able to capture the content, download it, edit it, and then put it out on whatever platform they're putting it out.
2: Put it out and a lot of it quickly.
3: Yes, yes. But they created a system that made it where they weren't doing a video you know taking 18 hours to do it. They created that system. The other thing is y'all are content creators. You do put out tons. This podcast, your podcasts are usually an hour and a half long. That's That's what we've
2: kind of had to we've had to settle on. We've had to settle on the fact that we're we're just
3: podcasters. But see, that's there's no problem with that. You have podcast folks, you have video new video content creators and in the podcast, uh, a a good example is a bad fishing Josh. We had on our podcast. i tried to get him on as a guest co-host a couple of times. He's like, man, I can't do that. I can't do that. You know, it's it, he, it makes him nervous, but yet he puts out a video a week on his YouTube channel and has for like two and a half or three years, maybe even more, but he will not come on the podcast. I mean, he came on the podcast, but he doesn't want to host having the and and I call it the Oprah mentality for podcasting. When you're interviewing people, you 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 have to put that person first and there's that Oprah mentality. You have to ask those questions that make them think for a a second or two before they answer. And so I'm glad
2: you're our Oprah. (laughs)
3: yeah bald he's bald he's about the same size but he is balder below
2: the belt bro
3: (laughs) she might be a little bit taller but i'm not sure she's definitely better looking than your ugly (laughs) hey chris drew told me he he thought himself we somehow got on butter and biscuits and he told me he was croissant earlier today. I was like, oh, I think you're more like a cathead biscuit.
2: No, no, he's a freaking tortilla. <laughs> no, no, I'm not yeah, a tortilla. You are a tortilla. I'm more you like done a sopapilla. A, so many breakfast burritos and breakfast tacos. Your
1: ass has become a tortilla. More like a sopapilla <laughs> with a little bit of honey drizzle, some whipped cream on top. You're Everybody likes it. Yourself. Everybody likes it, but nobody <laughs> wants
3: to admit it. Oh, That's if we keep talking about food, we're going to get the lemons and pineapple rounds, and I'm not sure we want to go. We are no, not. Lord, no, Lord, no pineapples. We are mercy. not talking
1: about pineapple <laughs> rings. If anybody <laughs> wants to hear about Chris <laughs> and the pineapple rings, go find the Bass and Brews episode with the <laughs> Battlers Playbook and go and listen to that,
2: because we are not reliving I must that have been drinking heavy, because I don't remember anything about pineapple I, I'm pretty oh, sure you
3: had some tall boys uh, no. of the dark beers that night. I'm, I'm doing
2: them uh four percenters right now that was a voodoo ranger <laughs> doing them
1: Then four Then four alcohols on there
2: yeah this is this is uh yingling flight there you uh, go i had i had a some
3: uh what
2: did i have tonight i had london broil tonight for dinner so i was like i can't mm. drink no heavy beer after that
3: <laughs> but back to my point was is the podcast is content creation the side of it though that I, so Alex, for instance, does all of our social media stuff, the thumbnails, the posts, and he does a really good job at it. I don't when he was gone and it was just me, I put out the podcast on the social media platforms, and they had they had the Bass Brews logo, and then that shit was it. There wasn't no thumb, there wasn't no pretty thumbnail, none of that. He does all that on our side because he enjoys it. But man, that shit takes a lot of work. But since we've gotten into or he's gotten us into the tic-tac world, that's where we started to see a lot new viewers coming in. So with podcasting, being able to create, take those little blurbs and, and take the funny snapshots and stuff like that and being able to get it onto the social media platforms where people can see it and they can digest you know, that, that shot in, in 10 seconds or 5 seconds. For us as podcasters, that that TikTok, Instagram mainly are the two right now, and even YouTube, but those two, Matt, primarily, those are going to start to drive some new users that you typically wouldn't get.
1: Yeah, I just, I wish we had more time to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we we really don't. Our Our day jobs are so demanding, and then when we do get free time, you know, it's, doing yard work or i'm building rods or i'm going fishing or i'm prepping for a tournament or i'm at the baseball fields or i'm at a football camp or Mm -hmm. you know i'm 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 somewhere with with three boys here it gets pretty active (laughs) and all of them are in between eight and 13 so we we've got a lot going on hell i still have uh devil's river stuff from march Mm -hmm. and april that i need to I need to put out because that was an
3: amazing trip. Oh, that's epic content. That is epic content.
1: I know, and it's sitting here on my on my hard drive, and I just mm-hmm. I need to go through it. I need to put the stuff together, but I'm also one that like with the rod building, um, and for the most part with the podcast, like I want stuff to be quality. I want it to be done a certain way whenever I start doing a video, it's not like, well, that's good enough. It's like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be perfect. It's gotta be, you know, the way that I want it. Now with the yard work, I can be like, that's eh, good enough. <laughs> That'll keep the HOA from leaving a letter on my, on my door, but uh-huh. it, it doesn't look perfect out there. But with like video content, and like I said, with the podcast to some extent and stuff, like I want things to be, quality i want it to be as perfect as it can be and when you get into video editing and things like that like it can never be perfect if you're a perfectionist like Mm -hmm. you you don't know when to stop editing and when to just give up i'm gonna send one to paul that i
2: i think i worked on every night for like almost a month and it drove my wife absolutely insane she was like if i have to listen that freaking song one more time (laughs) <laughs> but she doesn't sound that country no no she she does not she's from ohio oh, she okay. <laughs> country <at> all. Damn. <laughs> those are hicks right that's the yeah yeah no those are <laughs> those are hillbillies bro yeah the mm-hmm. first time i ever saw mm-hmm. a hillbilly was in ohio hey and i, 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 I like look I, at that crackhead they said no that's a hillbilly <laughs>
3: <laughs> look i i spent i spent a month up in white cloud and Baldwin area michigan which is up on like mid Michigan western side? I saw more Confederate flags flying over there, and I did growing up in South Carolina. So I mean, you know, they everywhere. Here's here's so Drew, you, y'all both talking about creek. I I had a tournament this weekend, and I actually caught fish in it. So I I recorded, and I did a video, and I edited that video today, and and I didn't do an intro. The video starts to me like not even the hook is past the hook set. It's like when the fish <laughs> is already hooked. You're halfway
1: into real. Yeah.
3: yeah, I'm like, well, first fish of the day. Um, and then at the end of the video, I do I do an outro two days later sitting in my hot ass garage in the same seat I'm sitting in now. And I said, look, I tried to make these things short because they are shitty. <laughs> and so, like, you know, I, I'm still on the water. You know, I'm an idiot. I talk to myself. I scream a lot. If I lose a fish, I get pissed off. I don't break stuff again because I'm poor, but I'll throw, I'll throw something. I'll smack the water. You know, I have some just dumb stuff that I do. And then obviously y'all fish in a kayak. You Things happen in a kayak that never happens in a boat. And I try to get that stuff out there, but to your point, when I'm doing a video, I'm like, oh hell yeah, this is this is this is terrible, but it's good enough for me. But again, I'm not trying to do anything. I just I want to put kind of my experience out there, but it's the persona and who you are, I think, that'll drive people there. And it doesn't have to be high quality stuff all the time. It, it just depends on what you want. I don't give a shit if I have a hundred YouTube subscribers or ten thousand. So you know, maybe if I
2: It's just getting in people's face 10, 12 times a day. And that's where reels have become extremely popular. (laughs) Uh, He just held up a sign that says I got a tinkle. Um, So now he's gone. They could but, have
1: just got up and walked out. That's yeah, what that's what yeah. we or you usually do. We just get but, up and walk out.
2: That's exactly what I did earlier. I had I turned my mic on mute. I was like, I'll be right back. I went and got two more beers and took a leak. That's the thing about these uh these four percent beers is you end up drinking a lot of them and they make you pee a lot.
1: Lots and lots of pee.
2: Yeah. Because I don't remember those uh Voodoo Rangers making me pee a lot. They made me puke a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Made you sleep a lot. Hey, speaking of, bro, I'm already reaching out to some folks about uh, uh, October 1st because it's going to be here before we know it, man. Bro
1: staff meetup, baby. People
2: need to know the bro staff meetup is coming, man. It'll be here soon. I talked to Tina today. Shout out to the Bait Butler. I'm going to get an update from those guys here pretty soon um to find out exactly what's been going on with the Bait Butler folks. Hey, Paul, any chance you want to make it down in October, man?
3: I would I would absolutely yeah, love to. That,
2: my video started playing on your phone. I heard it.
3: It did. It did. I would love to, but it's probably not gonna happen. Now next so you're year gonna, you're
2: gonna miss out on one of the biggest parties of the year.
3: Dude, next year I have I have I have three, two to four travel plans I want to make next year. I got a lot of I got a lot of stuff that's got to work out with with the business, with my business and stuff like that. But if I can make them happen, one of my trips out there is with y'all fools, and and we're gonna make some video content. You don't
2: even have to bring shit with you, dude. We got so much well, stuff here between us. Right. You just fly out, man. Get the cheapest mm-hmm. flight you could find. Well, and- here's the
3: good thing. Yeah, here's the good thing too. Is I'm ambidextrous angler. I'm an AA angler.
2: Oh, is that right?
3: Yeah, I can. I can. I, I cast right handed, but I can. I can run a right handed reel or a left handed reel. So, I cannot
2: do that. You've you've heard probably heard me say plenty of times I cannot do that. If I if somebody hands me a reel with the crank on the left hand side, I look like I've gone full retard and I'm trying to kill myself, murder myself with a spoon. It's just, it's bad. It's bad. Drew, please cut that part out.
3: <laughs> it takes you back to the first time when you were like six and you picked up a rod and reel for the first time. That's how you feel like a six-year-old.
2: It's is bad. It is bad. I now okay. The only time I can use a left a, a, a reel on the left hand side is a fly reel. Mm. I don't mm. know, and probably because it's a much slower process um where you're actually trying to finesse the fish in rather than uh, most of the time whenever i've i've reeled in a fish on the fly the hook has barely penetrated their their mouth you know the hook is not like a redfish where like half their guts are hanging out of their face (laughs) because i set that hook so damn hard there's a lot of uh, play in that rod there's a lot of play in the, the line mm-hmm. um and then when you when you set that hook it's not a real forceful set in fact to get a real forceful set that strip set i don't know if you've ever seen it where you bring you pull the rod to one side of your body and you pull the line of the other opposite side of your body mm-hmm. in order to try and get a good hooks hook set it still doesn't even penetrate that jaw completely in a redfish i've had carp pretty good but their their lips are very much like redfish anyway re- left-handed reels only on the fly and even then i
3: i'm pretty sure i look kind of retarded well so i used to buy used reels and i bought them w- when they were available and so i i used both but i was primarily fishing out of a boat so i was standing up you know i cast right-handed And when I got into the kayak, I had both. I had some left, had some right. But when I got into the kayak, I would cast. And when I would have to switch that over to my left hand, my fat ass stomach would get in the way. I'd be fumbling around and stuff. And when you throw something shallow like a three-quarter ounce chatterbait, like you need to start reeling. I don't want to hang up a $16 chatterbait. And so that's when I really started gearing towards left-handed, but I'll go fishing with buddies on their boats and, you know, I don't know, they'll, they'll bust on shad or something. And I pick up one of their rods and chunk it cause it's got a top water. And so I've, I've, I've still kept that skill, but yeah, I'm, he I, I wants definitely to put his, his hand on your
2: rods it. so bad, Drew.
3: I mean,
1: everything's out for a price. For price everything everything's available twenty dollars is price. twenty dollars yeah man i mean the price of gas is up there still it got okay. down to 375 up here at my house i was man, that's cheaper here. Out.
2: diesel is still i mean it got it got below five dollars the other day and i was happy actually it was um my excursion i i rarely ever let it go below a quarter of a tank and after i <laughs> if i let it go below a quarter of a tank i start to wig out about it and so i was like man i'm stopping at the next place and it was four dollars and 79 cents and i was like damn that's a good deal and then i was like i'm gonna get ten dollars here though which is basically basically just gonna get me down the road because bucky's always has cheaper gas there or diesel i went to bucky's and it was four dollars 29 cents but it still does not compare to this time three years ago. It was a dollar sixty nine. And I could go anywhere in the world in my excursion seven hundred plus miles on a full tank, and it only cost me about forty two dollars. Huh? Forty two dollars. <laughs> Hold on, I'm doing math in my head it's closer to ninety nine. <laughs> it was it was like thirty eight dollars to fill up my truck. It's it's still. It, I got a forty seven gallon tank in the excursion, so it. That's a lot of. She'll a lot yeah. Of gallons.
3: Look, yeah, that's that's some of the biggest arguments I get with my damn wife. When my gas tank gets to three quarters, if I ain't feeling, if it gets past lower than three quarters, I'm like, oh shit! I like I I start to have a problem. Like yeah, I get one anxiety. quarter of a tank.
2: One quarter of a tank left. It's like, no, no,
3: no, 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 no. When it hits three quarters. Oh, boy, bro. You're, uh-uh. one those, you're one of those.
2: you no. one of those people. I heard about you on the radio the other day.
3: Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> three quarters of a tank. I get my wife's car and it's a tick below three quarters. I'm like, oh shit, we got to go fill up. She's like, we're going to Walmart. It's a mile away. I'm like, yeah, we're passing 18 gas stations too. So this is what I read the other day.
2: There's actually two types of people whenever it comes to filling up your gas tank. There's people that will rather fill it up on the first half of the tank, and there's people that will rather rather fill it up on the second half of the tank. And the people that fill it up on the second half of the tank believe that the fuel that you're putting inside your vehicle causes a a weight disturbance to the performance. So therefore, you end up using um, more fuel because... You've got you're carrying around more weight. I think it's neg- negligible at best. You know, the amount of weight that most of these cars carry on a full tank is not very much. But when you've almost got fifty gallons of fuel in a vehicle that's already ten thousand pounds, I always I always ride on the on the bottom half tank, man.
3: I've got I've got three things. The reason I do it. One is is there's studies have been shown that if you fill up more on a fuller tank, it gets, it gets, it's it's cheaper over time, but that, but that's negligible. I don't, I don't know about that, but what I do like is, and we're talking about gas now, diesel's different because diesel engines can run off, you know, diesel fuel mixed with half mud, but in gas, you get expansion with gas in that gas tank. And and so it, it decreases your fuel mileage. And you're actually losing some of that that gas from it vaporizing. The other thing is when you get down to a quarter tank or less of, of gas, man, there's all there's a lot of shit in the bottom of that gas tank. <laughs> you, your fuel pump starts eating some of that stuff. And that's what I got. Now I ain't a mechanic, but you know, that's just what I got off of. But that's just that's just kind of who I am anyway. I mean, I'm a hundred miles a damn hour all the time. And so I, I look, at was like, shit, you know, uh-oh, I, I'm low. <laughs> I go 400 miles still, but I'm low.
2: Drew Drew is trying to become a mechanic. About every other week, he sends me a message. It's like, oh, damn, I'm going to try doing brakes this weekend. Oh, damn, I'm going to do a suspension this weekend. Oh, damn, this is his way of trying to save some money. And, uh, boy, I hope you're watching your torque values on everything that you do. <laughs> two uggers in a duga that, that's what it's getting torqued down to two
1: uggers in a duga it ain't going to come off of there that's all I'm saying but Look, n- you putting the red thread
3: lock on there too aren't you it ain't ever coming off i i
1: was very tempted on these uh, on these shocks on the and susp- struts i was very very that,
2: tempted that's like the worst dude That's like so the listen
1: worst. listen you'll never get them off so they came the old ones had the uh, nylon washers <laughs> built into the nut the new ones did not but the new nylon. ones went on so much easier they went on so much easier and i even pulled out the thread lock and i was like how long am i gonna keep this vehicle because i can put these new ones on here and it will take me about three seconds to foo, and have that sucker go all the way down but no i i beat my knuckles to death and i went ahead and put uh, put the old nuts on there and everything was fine, except for I was out there cussing for about an hour longer than I needed to because I would not go to the store and buy a 18 millimeter deep
2: socket. So we've we strayed a little bit from fishing <laughs> into into oh, mechanics man. and such. But you know what that's what fishermen honestly are because there is a certain aspect or certain <clears throat> level of DIY and tinker. That we all sort of have to deal with when we're kayak fishing. Because not one kayak fits all asses.
1: Can can I stop you there, Chris? Sure. I'm done tinkering with shit on a kayak. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm buying the new Yak attack stuff and new stuff from Mariner Sales. And I, I ain't rigging up nothing no more. I'm done. I'm done spending my time on
2: that. I need to send you a picture of, uh, actually, I have not posted it yet. The way that I mounted my Newport Vessels um, throttle control, man, I don't know why in the hell people are not mounting it the way I'm mounting mine. I have not seen a single person mount it below their seat. You'll have to post that on the, I the will, playbook group. because people are going to be like, "Oh, no shit."
1: <laughs> I should
2: have everybody. It there. I can't stand a kayak deck that has anything above the actual deck of the kayak. So, um, or and, and they're not really gunnels, but okay, let's call them gunnels. You know that that come up from the above deck. the gunnel wall. I, I can't stand anything that goes above it. Why? Because there was a day that I was I was. Fishing fast and furious, and I was into a lot of really great quality fish. And it was just catch, unbutton, go after the next one, catch, unbutton, go after the next one. And I had like at least three times my line wrap around some dumbass piece of thing sticking up above the gunnels on a rail. And I was like, that's it. I don't want to have any of this crap there was another time I was paddling and I hit my camera that was sticking up just a little too high. And that camera did not fall into the water. Thank goodness it fell into the kayak because that would have been like a $500 mistake. (laughs) But it's just like anything that I can get away from that portion of the kayak is awesome. And my throttle control I thought was going to be, the living death of me because I would have to install it on a rail that is on that RS127 or SS127 which is like right in front of you. I found a spot below the seat it's freaking perfect it barely it's barely higher than my thigh like the bottom of my thigh so I can just reach down to my thigh and I can touch it and control the speed no matter what. So I'm definitely gotta post a picture about that. But that that I had to DIY that dude. I, I had to buy uh a piece of track and I had to cut it down in order to get it to fit custom.
1: That's too much. I'm I'm okay tinkering with these vehicles and stuff because I'm saving like eight hundred bucks, five hundred bucks, six hundred bucks. That if is it's true. just if it's just DIYing something to save like twenty two dollars, I'm spending the money now. I'm I'm I've, I've diy enough on the kayaks. I'm just gonna spend the extra money.
2: Well,
3: what were you gonna I say, Paul? I don't DIY shit. Like if I need something, I'm buying it. I ain't making no damn PVC tor- torpedo rocket bullshits for rods. No, I'm buying i I'm, I'm, I'm buying something that has all that. But this is and, and I know this from listening to y'all's podcast for as long as I have. You saltwater guys go out with a lot less shit, which we've already referenced, than the bass guys. Y'all go out with a lot less stuff than we do. But Drew Turner used to talk so much shit about horizontal rod storage. All these bass guys. And then this year, he wants to go start bass fishing. What's the first thing he does? Horizontal rod holders.
1: Yes, sir. I got to be able to take nine rods with me now. Because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to catch I'm, fish with nine or not catch fish with nine
2: rods compared to just one. <laughs> yeah. I am seriously considering a pursuit for my next kayak mm. and it has built in horizontal rod
3: storage for four rods. That is freaking perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, a lot of people learn how to cast from, from, uh, over, from the back straight across, you know, straight over. Well, when you and you can do that in a boat, but when you do it in a kayak and you start you slinging catch off, everything behind you, yeah, you start <laughs> slinging off four hundred, five hundred dollars combos, your ass is like, hold up, either I got to change my casting thing, which is hard. That's hard to do for some people, or you're like, let me buy some horizontal rod storage. And <laughs> I mean, that's what it comes down to.
2: I but, I never uh, even you know, knew horizontal rod storage was a thing until we started talking <laughs> to bass guys. And then it was like all the rage. Oh, we can't have that boat because it doesn't have horizontal rod storage. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what are we talking about here? I went fishing with a buddy of mine who has a um, what's called a, a Mayak, okay? A Mayak Illusion M2. And this boat is – uh, It sounds his, like a jet. It's his baby, brother. It is his baby. They are and, slick. And he, he was like, I am terrified of you fishing on my boat. I was like, why, bro? He's like, I've never seen anybody cast like that in my life. <laughs> like, there's not a single angle that that you're casting from that should be legal. <laughs> because we are, we're confined to such tight spaces mm. in a kayak, we learn how to cast a rod at, at you know, at really strange angles. And we can mm-hmm. load that rod tip without coming over our head and mm-hmm. through the entire motion we can load that rod tip with just our wrist man just really flipping our wrist so yeah i scared the shit out of him um i said here do you feel better if i mar your uh cowling so i did i marked the shit out <laughs> of his cowling
3: <laughs> it ain't a, it ain't a boat unless the motor's got a scratch on it <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm sending
2: you the bill for that. I was like, that's fine. It was worth it.
3: <laughs> well, I got a Hobie I got a hobby PA14, and so it's got three three rod storage on each side, so you can fit six. But you know, you can fit two in each in each one of those. I don't use those damn things. I put all my shit sticking out in my in in the back. The only time I ever use a horizontal rod storage. Is when I bring more rods than I got vertical storage. And so I got one shoved in there or two shoved in there. But that's it. I mean, like, I okay. like to be able to grab my shit, but I also, you know, pulling, pulling those rods out of that horizontal rod storage in the Hobie or anything that's internal, not the ones that are on the side. Like, I, it scares me to death uh, about breaking rod tips or eyes.
1: Yeah. And I think that the kayak manufacturers need to hear this i don't think they should make flush mount rod holders sticking out to the sides anymore <laughs> yeah. like nobody uses I, the ones
2: that yeah, are yeah bro they out need to, to the either go straight anymore. back or straight up
3: yes, yes. The, the ones, straight, the ones back.
1: straight back you know straight back straight up
2: Do you know why they're they're um angled out to the sides though for trolling for no. offshore trolling mm. for what can't fit them any other way Mm. Oh, because, because of the length,
3: concave in. Mm. Because, of, because because of the length, yeah.
2: Just make Can't them a little them shorter. Way. You yeah, you should you should make them a little shorter. You know who had the shortest in the game for a while? Viking. Viking oh, yeah. had the shortest rod holders in the it game. Really little nebby Plus, ones. Yeah, little bitty nubby ones. And I used to buy those for uh for some of my kayaks because I did like the uh the scrambler, okay, the scrambler that I had had uh, rods that stuck out to the sides and my trident that i have currently sticks out to the sides well i took those uh, viking and i could they're so short that i could turn them forward in the in the scrambler and then i had rod storage that uh, that shot backwards but drew i don't know if you've ever had a pre 2000 i think it was 2015 maybe 2014 pa but where they had the um the molded in rod storage no? no so some of you guys may remember I, like i had a 2012 i loved it it was my favorite of all pas and if i could find one today for about 500 i'd buy it um i don't care what kind of condition it's in i would just buy it um it had molded in rod storage and then afterwards you would have to buy a separate apparatus to install to the pa if you wanted to use their horizontal rod storage remember that is is that what you have to do in order to use your horizontal rod storage you have to have a rod stager right it clips onto the h rail and then it has they give
1: those away now though like you you get those with them yeah yeah,
3: i don't even but yeah i don't even use those those are out i just lay them on top yeah but they still they still have them for sure this is another good thing about this damn podcast that's so interesting. I don't think y'all are that old, even though Chris Chris looks probably ten years older than he actually is. But y'all have been in every damn kayak. Delighted. Delighted. <laughs> every every damn kayak. Like uh, almost every episode y'all talk about some kayak I've never heard of. we we're, we're
2: what- kayak enthusiasts. We yes. love to fish, but we actually really, yeah. really, really enjoy the kayaks themselves, the actual vessels. Um, look, Paul. Right now, I have I have three Hobie Outbacks. Um, I've got a Trident Eleven, a Poseidon Twelve, um, a Tarpon One Hundred and Sixty I, a Frontier Twelve, mm-hmm. and a bona fide SS One Twenty Seven. I wish I could use them all at the same damn time.
3: <laughs>
2: now the cool. Tarpon One Hundred and Sixty. Is a museum piece. I don't know if I'm gonna fish it. I'm probably gonna. I was thinking about today. I was thinking about some way to wrap it in plastic, and just and just store it, because it doesn't even have a single freaking scratch on it. It's a 160I, and that's that's to find a 160I that's absolutely pristine, like it just came off of the showroom floor. Is is it a double hatch? It's the 160I, bro. It's it's like the most sought after tarpon that there is. No, it's got to tank well.
3: Yeah. It, it really
2: is one of the most sought after tarpons that there is, man. It's it's. Amazing. I
3: imagine. I imagine the back of y'all's houses looks like some of the back of people's houses where I grew up, but instead of chicken and rabbit coops, it's kayaks stacked up everywhere.
2: <laughs> Minor and connex containers, man.
3: Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mine are all you're in calling, the garage You're stands. calling
3: me redneck and you got conax boxes in the back <laughs> full of kayaks like a damn kayak drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the front too. They're in the front. <laughs> he ain't got no HOA. He's got kayaks stacked on the side of the house. Well
2: we got we got rid of dude, we got rid of the HOA just as fast as we could. Um yeah. and loving every minute of it. Yes, I you know, I have the boat out and in front and I don't, you know, no letters show up in the mailbox. Uh, the kayaks are actually right now I've got two stored behind my RV. Um, so, and then there's like five locked up at the connex, but I still have, I still have a storage unit too. That's
3: got a couple of them. Mm. Well, Drew's the kayak wheeler and dealer. He's selling kayaks every other month.
1: I haven't sold any while any for a while. I'm just kind of getting the itch. Like I haven't, I haven't let anything go. Jessica is, is thinking about getting rid of her. What's she thinking about getting? Okay, so she has got the radar right,
2: Mm-hmm. and she's thinking about getting something else.
1: She really likes my uh, my big water. She mm. she, ah. she, she she that radar
2: pedal system is just mm, too much, man.
1: It's got a lot of play in it. The wilderness pedal draft system, and it's not as efficient because if you're just going by like aerodynamics and stuff. Whenever I'm on that, you know, big water and she is on a radar, she should be smoking me. I mean, mine is bigger. It's fatter. I'm bigger. I'm fatter. And she should be like getting it going past me. But, but I'm, I'm smoking her, and I'm not peddling that hard. So I go ahead. Go ahead.
3: All I- right. This ain't massive bruise. I can't make it. I can't say it. Can't. <laughs> go ahead.
1: You you look like you're going to have a stroke over there.
3: <laughs> oh, you just have to go back and listen to the last 30 seconds, and you you, you know me well enough to know.
1: Oh, I, I know. I know exactly what you're going to say. But anyways, I think she sees the, the physics and the aerodynamics, and that makes her... You know, want to get into something a little bit different for, for me and the PDL com- compared to her radar.
2: I need to go yep. back to this thing about being looking like I'm five years older than I really am. What the hell? Ten. He said ten. <laughs> ten years old. Oh, he said ten years. Ten <laughs> years
3: Damn. ten years older than you ah, really
2: are. Y'all look fifty-five, bro.
3: I don't know, man. The light you're right. That it looks yes. like you got a like a fifty 50- thousand watt amp light shining on you and even led it's like no phosphate when you know burning <laughs> bugs as they come around I'm,
2: it i'm in the rv and <laughs> i don't have like decent lighting in here plus i don't have a good uh webcam anymore because my dog ate it <laughs> <laughs> dog ate his webcam dude i was like what the yeah it was pretty odd man i was like uh, really that's like the one thing you wanted to snack on with my freaking webcam today what Wake did up. you what did you do to the
1: dog to make him look at a webcam and go you know what bro hold up this son
2: of a bitch looks at this a lot why the I'm hell want to eat why did he want to eat the blondes man
1: why did y'all leave the dog tied up in the RV they lived in here man so did uh, we, we. <laughs> look at the blondes.
3: He didn't eat the corner. He ate the middle. He <laughs> the middle of the blind. Was and that Petey? That one, did Petey eat the blinds? was
2: Petey. Petey was the one that ate the How blinds. How did I know
1: Petey was the one that ate the blinds?
2: Yeah, not the labs. The labs are chill, man. It's the damn chowini. It's <laughs> just <laughs> He He's not.
1: Oh, Lord.
2: <laughs> uh, before we get too far. I just, he I, ate I, an armadillo the other day. I didn't tell you oh, about he's... that.
3: <laughs> Oh, she got lips. Petey did?
2: Pete, yeah. (laughs) He killed that, an armadillo.
1: That must have been a battle. Like, if Petey's not that big, I would have liked to have seen that one. He's mean as shit, dude. <laughs> Obviously, he chews through wooden blinds. He was Maybe he was training for the armadillo. Like, he saw the little tail coming out from your webcam, and he's like, that looks like a raccoon or a possum. <laughs> Let me tear up these blinds for a me little bit. My
2: man. She's bawling. She, I'm like, baby, what's wrong? You know, I'm terrified when my daughter calls me. Because usually it's a text and it's just, you know, it's like something stupid. But when she calls, it's something serious. And uh, <laughs> she called and she was crying. So I'm like, oh, hell, something bad just happened. <laughs> Petey killed an armadillo. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? That's <laughs> awesome. Is Petey
1: alive? Give him a treat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's, He's like, Tommy should brush on. his teeth. <laughs> No, you need to watch it for rabies. You know that's what you need to <laughs> leprosy. Leprosy yeah, do. Leprosy, exactly. Is disease. Make sure you don't turn really. Into a zombie. Do they have that leprosy. Yeah, oh, yeah. armadillos
3: carried leprosy. There actually, matter of fact, it's been four or five years ago. There were people somewhere down in Texas that ate armadillos and got le- leprosy. <laughs> then people <laughs> went back to Louisiana the medieval days.
1: <laughs> yeah, those are those are some couillons <laughs> that came over here and they were like, let's make some stew. Um, but I was
2: gonna ask it's the Texas have, bird. <laughs> bird.
1: Before this gets too far off the, let's go back to fishing a little bit. Because um, I actually I put together. Yeah,
2: we a, have to keep reeling ourselves back in. Man.
1: I I actually have a lightning round. You know, Bass and Brews does their own lightning round. So since we got Paul on here, I wanted to do a lightning round with some questions for y'all. Our,
3: ours is our, our yeah ours is a shotgun round.
1: The shotgun round. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But, but, I, but I'm pretty uh,
3: sure the gun gets the gun, the shotgun gets jammed to every question for at least, you know, 20 minutes.
1: 15-20 minutes. Yeah, so we're an hour and a half in and I got 1 2 3 4 5 7 8 9, nine 13 questions, so that's about, gonna have <laughs> that's about three more hours. That's about three more hours to talk. But I wanted to ask, have y'all seen the um the new I can't remember what they're called and I probably should have remembered before I said this. But the new attachments that Yak Attack has for the black pack rod holders, did y'all see the video that came out today? I haven't. They are pretty dang sweet. You hit one button and you can rotate the rod holder all the way to the side, all the way down. So like for your river fisherman or if you're going over some some Mm low-hanging bridges or things like that, you can just reach back, turn them... You know, they click into place, and you can put your rod holders down at an angle. Whenever we were talking about the uh, the rod holders out to the side, it, it made me think of it, but I didn't want to interrupt it, and then we lose our legitimacy as a podcast because I'm talking about somebody that, that we work with and, and what they're <laughs> using. So I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt y'all with that. But they're pretty cool. If you haven't, go check out the Yak Attack page um, because ICAST is coming up. Chris, it was pretty cool. Like, you were talking earlier about the podcast and stuff. I thought it was pretty awesome that out of nowhere, we got an invite to a pre-ICAST fishing party where we could go out and fish some lakes and stuff, even though we're not yeah. fishing. Let me tell the... you,
2: man. Um, Drew, there are a couple things. Look, I'm going to be looking forward this next year, okay? And there's there's going to be a time where I'm going to tell you, you need to shit or get off the fucking get Uh off the friggin' fence Uh time stamp one hour 33 minutes 27 seconds um and one of those things is do you want to be a, a media representative and do you want to do this seriously and go to icast and report back professionally from what's going on live in the industry I've done that once. It was a blast. Actually, it was probably way more fun than I needed to have. Um, But also, man, this this new tournament series next year has a four-part circuit that brings you to three different states. That's a pretty big deal, especially Mm – especially anyone that's uh, that's a saltwater redfish guy. In kayak terms, there is not... IFA used to do that. You know, IFA used to bring you to different parts of the, the country. Um, IFA's gone. You know, and Duh. that kind of sucks, but um, Elite is trying to bring back something because we're, we do want to have... You know, there are kayakers out there that want to have, you know, that... That travel experience and the fishing experience, hitting different locations and trying, you know, to saltwater guys. Yeah, there's, there's plenty.
1: Yeah. There's plenty of tournaments for the freshwater guys out there.
2: Indeed, indeed. So, you know, this is something the rest of the year. I'm going to employ you to to is it Implore. implore? I'm going to implore, implore you to think hard about whether or not that's something you want to do because it is a moment where it shit or get off the pot when it comes to do you want to expand this thing or do you want to stay sort of just the the standard ripple in the river
1: i'm all about these four tournaments here's here's my only thing though i've got to look at the schedule because we got a lot of birthdays in june and july and I'm not willing to miss any of these kids' birthdays to be out there fishing a tournament. That's the only thing. That's why I haven't said yes, let's do it yet, because I still haven't looked at the calendar.
2: Bro, I'm I, I'm thinking about picking up a um picking up a partner that is like in Alabama.
1: That way you can go both ways.
2: I only go one way, bro. <laughs> I do not go both ways. Don't even
3: Chris, Chris missed, Chris missed the thirty seconds of goldness. He did. Um, he missed it.
1: <laughs> okay. He's gonna listen back to it. And he's gonna be like, "Yeah, oh,
2: I man. always listen to these the day that they get released because I want to, I want to know, okay, how much of a dumbass was I?" <laughs> the <laughs> After the one before last, you were like, "I sounded like a zombie.
1: Like it I, could not, did. I could not get my thoughts
2: straight. I couldn't get my thoughts out. Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, there was a lot going on." But, but you, after I listened to it, in the second does. you, you make sure I, we knew. After I I listened to it, I, I talked to a couple of people and they were like, "Man, I got it. I understood what you were saying," so I felt more confident about it after that. But no, um, I just you know, thought man, you were schizophrenic. I'm mean, so no. I have, I have so <laughs> many. You know, I have I have a lot of friends, fishing friends that I meet up with. Uh, before COVID, we would meet up regularly, and these these are people that are in Georgia, uh, South Carolina. Um, Florida, Alabama, you know, and I was like, man, I think it would be pretty cool if one of those guys were actually interested in doing this and fishing this event that way they have a little more, you know, uh, closeness to, or, or knowledge of fishing the Jackson, Jacksonville event, you know, they might be able to get out there and, and pre fish for us there. Um, And then Louisiana, Louisiana is going to be, dude, it's a, it's a free for all there. You can throw a cat and, and catch a, a a decent side redfish, size redfish.
3: People actually fish with cats. What size cat?
2: (laughs) Well, you got to have at least six X trebles. (laughs) um and then (laughs) texas you know a
1: trailer on the tail (laughs) texas
2: texas is its own you know battlefield florida's the tough one though florida's really the tough one their fishery is sad and it's it's suffering big time um (laughs) you're shaking your head bro you're closer well you're probably the same distance as we are but their fishery is really struggling
3: their, their fresh waters is the same man their freshwater lakes have taken a downturn and um I mean it's just it yeah it's it sounds like us on both ends so anyway that's what she you
2: want yeah
3: you want <laughs>
2: <laughs> you wanted to get into your questions your lightning round
3: <laughs> okay y'all ready for the lightning round all right we got 45 minutes probably let's go all
2: right. This can't be a two-and-a-half-hour episode.
1: Chris, I know your answer to this one, but I don't think I know your answer to the rest of them. All right, Paul. Paul, you answer first in these, and then Chris, and then I'll throw in
3: my input if I need Not, to. If, is if it an answer in dialogue, or is it answer, answer, then dialogue?
1: Uh, It can be either. Either. We'll okay. just go with the flow. It's we'll a
3: free-for-all.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. And if you guys are wrong, I'll throw my input in there. Oh, uh, I love it. All right, so, Paul. Ford, Chevy, Dodge or Toyota? Ford. Ford, Chris. Ford. Ford all the way here too. All right, so you guys got that one right. I can't even I can't believe you mentioned
2: those other ones, man. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't know if he was a I Ford thought, guy or I not. Thought that, I thought that I had Mopar in my DNA whenever I was born and then I owned one and then I owned two and then I owned three and then I still didn't <laughs> know, learn my lesson. And then I owned four. And then I was like, these are the biggest pieces of crap <laughs> in the whole entire world. I will never own another Dodge product.
1: I mean, well, if you like I, working I, on transmissions, go ahead.
3: Uh, I, I was a wildland firefighter, and so I had the opportunity to drive all all the major American brand trucks. And then I had a, a Tundra, too. But anyway like I drove Dodge Chevy Ford and they were workhorses you know they they had to be what they were and and I just Ford Ford is the complete package it's not perfect I'm not saying it's perfect but like they they're the the level of of shit that they have and how that truck fits and rides and d- it's just it's just kind of second to none to those I, other
2: ones I own an excursion an F250 a Bronco and a, a Ford Ranger. Fuck the Ford Ranger.
3: Yep, can't fuck with money. That's what I hear from that.
1: <laughs> you should see the Ranger in the Bronco. Yeah, I'll send you
2: pictures of them, bro. The Ranger right now. We got It's not, it. not the new Bronco. It the it's not. The, yeah,
1: it's not the new Bronco. We well, finally the, got the Ranger. Bronco's out Broncos the field. Over shit
2: now. Mine's a '95. Yeah. Uh, but He's got the there's only two companies in the United States that did not have not gone bankrupt and have not suckled on the teat of the government, and Ford is one of those too. Mm-hmm. All right let's 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 get
1: let's get on track again here. We're talking about teat suckling. Um, all right, when it comes to a hat, when it comes to a hat, I know that Chris likes the Foamies, so I didn't put that in here. Would you rather have a snapback?
3: A fitted or one of the flex fit hats. Snapback all day long.
2: Uh man, so on a snapback, I'm on I've got like two holes left on a snapback. But (laughs) but but, you can put your pony
1: you can put your ponytail (laughs) through a snapback though. (laughs) That's rough.
2: (laughs) I do I do like the snapback for the fact that I can tighten it up if I'm if I'm in the situation where I need it tight. Damn it, I just spilled my
3: fucking bike claw. (laughs) <laughs> but,
2: 142 30 okay keep going but uh flex fit is comfortable man like an all day long type comfortable
3: so my problem with the flex fits or the the fitted hats is when i get a hat i wear it to they ain't nothing left and the flex fit and the fitted hats they end up getting stretched out yeah they and they, they start flaring fit, out on the fitted, side hats yeah. shrink.
2: Fitted hat yeah. shrink because that is the wool in them.
3: Yeah, and, and so, and also, I go from hair, you know, semi-short to hair down past my shoulders. And so, it, it just, but they just, I can't, they get too big and they get to flopping around. I can't stand that shit because any any hat don't fit right ends up, and people can't see this on the podcast, and I don't know if anybody's going to be watching this, but they start, it starts drifting down into your eyes and shit. And I don't like that. I mean, I got my
2: hats are snapback, but I do like, I do like flex fit hats, man. Well, they are more comfortable.
3: Oh, a hundred percent, unless you wear them all the time. And then they get stretched out, and they never come back to form, and they're a pain in the ass. And I set them on fire in my fire pit out back.
1: I'm a snapback guy because I have to wear like a small, medium. When it comes to, like, flex fit. This dude's got mo- a
2: peanut hat. head, man. Yeah. Well,
1: and, and well, then the fit- He ain't
3: got no hair, Chris. If he could grow I some know, hair, I he would be able
1: to have a bigger hat. The fitted hats are like a six and three-fourths or a six and seven-eighths. <laughs> oh, That's Lord. like Jeff
3: Malott on that podcast. Said, hey, Paul, hey, Paul, <laughs> bald or not bald? Chris, like, oh, shit. Bald or Drew's not- oh, hell no, <laughs> I'm bald. I'm bald. <laughs> bald is
2: bald. I, I went to go look for um, a new uh, – I wanted a new straw hat. And, of course, they're all fitted. You know, you can't go in and buy a straw mm-hmm. hat that's flex fit or snap <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sorry, <laughs> Straw hat would be the fucking redneckest thing ever.
1: Well, no. Vincent <laughs> Vincent Vo has a straw hat that's got the little it's snaps got on snap it.
3: back. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's lower. got snaps that's on it.
1: But that must anyway. be
3: some Conroe shit right there.
1: No, it's like the, the rice farmer hat that goes around and has a deal in the middle that you hey, snap on there. Guess guess where they had the
2: six. That's what did you say lady, you were six and only
3: what? That's the gardening hat. It's got the middle missing.
1: What size did you say you were, Drew? Six and what? Like a six and seven eighths or six and three fours.
2: Okay, six and three quarters. You know where they had the six and three quarters? The kids section? In the youth <laughs> section.
1: <laughs> I know. I know I can't wear some of these hats because I look like a goddamn train conductor because they sit up this tall and I got to tighten them up to like the third or fourth little snap on there. And there's like three or four snaps. showing. I
2: just, I really like it whenever you get the suntans on your head from a wild ass hat that, Maybe didn't have enough sun sunblock through it because he'll get them stripes and the dots and the lines. Oh yeah, and the line, everything going all at once. The
1: worst is when I wore a bandana one time when I thought I was going to be a BMX bike rider or a mountain biker, and I had a dang sunburn yarmulke right there, just a big sunburn yarmulke right on my head. I'd have you must post have that been one hanging day. out with Eddie and Ben. Oh yeah, we were we were mountain biking up at Huntsville State Park. All right, let's get let's get back here. All right. Pan sausage.
3: Real quick about straw hats. So I love a good straw hat. Being from the country, straw hats, they deflect heat, they keep you cooler. I go in and I get I get the women's size mediums because it's pretty tight. Now, it gives me a headache for the first couple months. But after I wear it enough, it stretches out to where it fits perfectly. The wind, don't blow it off. It don't give me a headache. It's perfect.
2: Okay, I'm sorry, man. I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> I can't either.
1: Headache, headache, headache. All right, pan, pan sausage or link sausage.
3: Oh, pan sausage all day long. Neither link sausage sir. is for peasants and commoners.
1: Neither, no sausage for you. Mm-mm.
3: What?
2: None at all. Bacon. Well, well that wasn't, wasn't no a damn, that, that wasn't an option. I know. I that know it's an an option. A, all right, so.
3: If but they run out of bacon, you don't ever run out of sausage. So if you I mean, oh I don't even know what to say right now. So I'm, if you go I'm, to Denny's,
2: if you I, go to Denny's, they don't they don't serve you pan sausage, they're gonna serve you link sausage. But if you go to let's say McDonald's, they're gonna serve you pan sausage, so they're not gonna serve you link sausage. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I'll ever have any type of sausage is at Denny's or at McDonald's. And that's because looking? Uh-huh. yeah we go I'm, through
1: I'm, like
3: the big five
2: pounds my mom piece. knows dude my mom knows here. i'm not eating sausage she gonna have some bacon
3: i love to take bacon if i'm gonna eat link sausage i get a side of bacon and i wrap the link sausage in bacon <laughs> <'Cause>
1: <laughs> anything wrapped in bacon is good and then put, a little, can, put a little bit can, of maple syrup
3: to dip it in you can wrap a turd and deep fry it in bacon that should be delicious there you go.
1: All right, another uh, another food question. You only get one condiment to use
3: for the rest of your life: barbecue sauce, ketchup, or hot sauce. See, this is this is a terrible question. First of all, ketchup. What the fuck? You should add mayonnaise in there instead of ketchup. But second mayonnaise. of all, But second of all, like barbecue sauce and hot sauce. There's too many to choose from because there's some shitty barbecue sauces. Mm-hmm. And some shooty hot sauces. So I, I can't even answer this question. I don't, I don't so, know.
2: So narrow it down. Casey Masterpiece Hunt's? <laughs> <laughs> so ketchup.
1: hold on. Hold, hold yeah, on, question. though. No, no, this I, I, I want to get anything. back to this ketchup thing. So you don't I'll eat do, ketchup, do ketchup on ketchup. anything. Yeah,
2: ke- ketchup on everything. I used to eat ketchup on green beans.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's some <laughs> poor people stuff right there. You Dude, don't eat we ketchup on always, anything,
2: Paul. It's poor.
3: Um, French fries is the only thing I'll put anywhere near ketchup. No,
2: Especially not ketchup on everything.
1: No,
3: not on hot dogs or scrambled eggs well, if or. You, if you come to my house and put, and put ketchup on a hot dog, when you go to eat it, I'm slapping it back in your face.
2: What are you putting on a hot dog?
3: Mustard and, and onions and sauerkraut. That's it. That's I that do much. like sauerkraut, but. No ketchup don't go on hot dog. Look, the only thing ketchup is good for is French fries.
1: Hmm. I like it on eggs. I'm I'm down with ketchup. Oh my god! On oh, what? And with bacon and oh, sausage. I don't put it on bacon. No.
3: Thank y'all for having me on. I'm Paul Bass and Brews. I'm gonna go ahead and shout <laughs> out. My, I don't have no sponsors, but I'm done. He's this trying man put ketchup on eggs. Yeah. So, well, I'll put hot sauce
1: on eggs too. I mean, hot sauce is good on, on. Look, on eggs. I went
2: I went over to this man's house, and we went out <laughs> for a night of drinking, and there was so much drinking going on. And the next morning, I don't even kind of remember. I don't even really remember, but I know you tried to make breakfast. <laughs> oh, I
1: made some food.
2: Yeah, and and
1: I, <laughs> I think was we were still like, full from the three o'clock Whataburger though.
3: There you
1: go. I was just I was just like, how is this dude trying to eat some food right now? <laughs> I needed something to sober me up. Some ketchup. Some good ketchup to sober you up. All <laughs> right. Just squirting. Uh, well, yeah, to this... answer
3: your question, to answer your question, I'm gonna if it's a good barbecue sauce, I'm taking barbecue sauce. It don't matter the protein. I'm taking barbecue sauce. And then I'll tell you the best hot sauce in the world is Tabasco.
1: Mm. Mm.
2: You know what? Just about every hot sauce out there tries to imitate it.
3: The only I don't exception I'm a
1: top of T.O. guy. Look,
3: look Well, um, uh, Tabasco's delicious. And they got the green and the red, but Tabasco. But I I have five bottles and I eat it on everything as hot cock. I never go without the hot cock. All right. Moving on to our next question. Well, that's sriracha, just for people that don't know what hot cock is. Sriracha.
1: Moving on to our next question. Oh, crazy, crazy chicken sauce.
3: Yeah, yes yeah, the rooster sauce, hot cock.
1: Moving, <laughs> Moving on to on. our next question. All right, here <laughs> here's a here's a fishing one. Oh, thank Jab- God, finally from <laughs> Jabber you're throwing a topwater. Do you want one that is walk the dog, a popper, or a prop?
3: I am walking the dog all day long.
1: Chris, what about you? Walk the dog, Dude, prop so or popper? I,
3: I-
2: I've been killing it with a prop lately, and it is so much freaking fun, dude. It has been a blast throwing a topwater with a prop lately. Usually it's a lip, topwater with a lip, which you did not list, but uh, Waker is a topwater. No, it's uh, not.
1: It literally is not. It literally goes under the water. It it is made to go under under the water and we had this discussion a A waker is a top water
2: crankbait
1: (laughs) (laughs) no it's a wake bait it literally has has a name that is a top anyway
3: no yeah i agree with you Drew. it goes
2: under the surface it's not subsurface man it's on the top hey dude on the top of what what is it on the top (laughs) of It's on top of the the water. The lip is underneath the water. It's not on (laughs) top of the water. It's under the water. I'm going to put a video out showing you the damn thing on top of the damn water.
1: I mean, you can make
2: any bait a top water if you
1: say that. That I can
3: reel it fast enough where it's on top. We're going to see that video six months from now. And it's 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 going to be be irrelevant. (laughs) Everybody's like, why the hell did he put this stupid ass video out? I told you it's on
2: top. It's on top.
3: <laughs> do red right fish, on top so, so with top water like that, like do redfish walk? Is it, when you primarily go redfish? Tell me this because I don't know shit about redfish, right? Is it Warner? Is it the the Whopper Plopper? Is it the walk and Bait? Does it matter? Is it a Popper? I mean, so or I've, is I've it had, like bass fishing where it's dependent? The I've used. I've been using El
2: Chapo, which is yep. the Berkeley version of the Whopper Plopper. And so it is, and, I love it. The and whopper plopper, the
3: El Chapo is the shizzle.
2: For for those of you that don't know, in order to mimic a bait that's already been produced and has a patent, you can do it. However, you must change the bait at a minimum of ten percent. Yeah, that dude is is like Sepical freaking overload right now. He has squirted his throat with more juice than Houston five hundred. <laughs> Chloriseptic
1: cherry. Yeah. Look, I'm powering through this episode for the bro staff, all right? I used
2: to have a girlfriend that did that all the time.
3: Oh, she knows.
2: So, <laughs> get back to the Whopper Flopper. Get back to El Chapo. So they say They say that, that uh, 10% is enough to be able to mimic bait. It's already been producing, has a patent, and be able to produce it. So that's what the Berkeley... El Chapo, it's mimicking the Whopper Plopper, but there's at least I say there's more than a ten percent improvement because the bait mm. works mm.
3: so much better
2: than the it, Whopper it Plopper.
3: Yes. It, it, you catch a fish on the Whopper Plopper, and you're going to spend the next twenty minutes after every cast trying to tweak it back to right. That El Chapo. Well, is not like only look.
2: not mm. only that, but the El Chapo. Um, the bait has a has a really nice movement to it. If you watch it, that bait has a really nice movement to it. But anyway. Um,
3: That's a red so, fish. Like, are, so what you're are saying
2: red fish. Oh.
1: Hold, so, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me interrupt real quick. I have noticed, and I will say this for kayak anglers, and I, this makes sense in my head. You have to reel that El Chapo at a higher angle than you would a normal topwater because i think it's meant to be fish from a boat where you're at a higher level because Mm -hmm. if you if you reel if you just put your rod to the side from the
2: kayak kit yeah
1: if you just reel with your rod to the Mm -hmm. side like you normally would pop a a a, um, walk the dog style or a popper like that it'll dive just Mm -hmm. a little bit and then it'll start to twist So you actually have to put your rod at about a 45 or above uh, angle to make sure that that chopo is working right. I've noticed that when using it.
3: A hundred percent. So I fish the, I don't fish the biggest, I fish that midsize chopo and you're right. I think they're heavier Mm -hmm. and yes, I I have to, I use my rod tip or I put my rod tip in a position more like I would, um, on a, why the hell do I want to say chatterbait? Because I hear the intro to this stupid thing like have you ever heard of <laughs> Chatter? chatter? <laughs> but yeah, it's it, you know, you gotta hold your rod tip up. I think it's a little bit heavier, but the reason so one of the reasons I do like the Chapo is when I'm bass fishing, if there's if there's a little ripple on the water, that's okay. I'll use a walking bait because I love a walking bait. I love the spook and the the spook junior. But if there's if there's a chop, I it, it doesn't work as well. You can't get that walk. So I go to the Chopo on that because that is heavier. So when it's coming over waves and stuff, it, it maintains contact a little bit better. And I like the Chapo when <clears throat> when the water's choppy. Well, there's some
2: water disturbance.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well that's where that's where a good crankbait would work too, a shallow diving crankbait. Um. But uh, I, no, I they don't. Dig- but they don't dive. They stay on yeah, top. But, yeah,
3: but they're not <laughs> top water. They're, they're not a, crank- a diver. So, crank- I, I
2: needed. I needed to say something though. So I've been playing with a lot of the new Berkeley, um, saltwater, top water. So we've got like, Berkeley has the Hijacker, the Jaywalker, the Jaywalker, um, the Walking Stick, mm. the. Uh, it's a, it's a popping top water. Um, Is it like a then, tub bug? Popper yep.
3: Walker. Okay. Yep,
2: Popper Walker, um, and and El Chapo, but even though they have all these that I'm playing with, and El Chapo has been a lot of fun lately. Like I've been catching some really good fish off of El Chapo. The um, anything that's a one knocker has me won over, man. Redfish mm. love a one knocker, um, so the skitter walk is probably my number one when I always have a skitter walk with me, whether it's a a smaller, like a 90 size or a 100. I've always got a skitter walk with me.
3: uh, This is why I'd like to fish with, I'd like to do some red fishing because the crossover and, and Drew, you and I talked about this with the uh, popping court, like the, there's gotta be some crossover from the redfish and lures that bass anglers could put out there that these bass haven't seen, but they're doing this you know, they're doing the same thing, but they have that little that one little intricacy. A little bit of, difference, yeah. a little bit of difference. I mean oh, a yeah.
2: Paul, oh, do you know yeah. Robert Brown?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Jigmaster. Okay. Do you know uh Nick Dyer? I don't know him, but I know of Nick Dyer, yes.
2: Okay. You know Vincent Andrews? Nope. These are all, uh, those three names are are guys that are big bass fishermen. Some of them are like more like your, you know, Sholey type guys that are out there, you know, fishing rivers and and stuff like that. Other ones are big lake. Nick's a big lake guy plus rivers and stuff. Uh, But anyway, I fished with those guys in saltwater and they constantly tell me that. Uh, fishing for redfish is so very similar to fishing for bass.
3: And y'all talk about that all the time too. And and jigmaster, dude, he catches some damn giants. He catches
1: some big fish. Huge ones. All right, you guys ready for the next question?
3: Hit us. You're
2: oh, taking
1: hit. your taking your hit. old lady taking your old lady on vacation. You go into Hawaii, Mountains of Colorado, or New York City. Now all mind right. you, you're taking your wife. Where are you going? I was
2: about to say, mine's not an old lady.
3: Is it my trip or her trip? That's for you to decide. You're taking her. It's her trip. That is for
1: you to decide. It's y'all two going. Where are you going? All
3: right. She makes more money than I do, so we're going to Hawaii. Hawaii. Chris, what about you?
2: Colorado.
1: Going hiking. Colorado. (laughs) The good thing is, Michelle
2: and I... We have we have common um, common interests, and she fishes just as hard as I do, and I hike just as hard as she does.
3: So my wife is four foot eleven. She does not care about fishing to the point she hates it, and also the one time that we went and took a hiking vacation is is. Um, it's, it's kind of a miracle we didn't end up on one of those Lifetime movie networks where either she kicked me down the mountain or I kicked her down the mountain. So we're going to Hawaii. <laughs> there ain't, we ain't doing nothing that involves fishing or hiking. Enjoy the beach. Me and
1: Saltside Jazz do enough outdoors and go to the beaches and stuff. I think we're, we'd go to New York and just eat ourselves stupid. and just. Go I ain't going nowhere near New can. York,
2: man. Just About, for a vacation, not New York three City. Days. Just just for a vacation, Dude,
3: three days to go eat just like Drew. said. Three days to go eat. You don't have to do nothing else. Just go eat the authentic food out there, and yeah. you will love every second of it. Just to go once. All right, next you one. Know how much
2: authentic food I have right here near me?
3: Well, oh, I do, but it ain't New York authentic. You, but look, you ain't eat no damn Irish food, no Texas. It's the same thing up there. You ain't eating no Cajun food in New York. You're like, yeah, hell right. Got some, like got some
2: damn good German food here in Texas, though.
3: You do. You do. The
1: grist meal's all right. It's it's overrated. Grist meal is not German. <laughs> it's overrated. <laughs> uh, all right. Kolaches, breakfast tacos, or a breakfast sandwich? What in the Sam Hale is a kolache? I knew he didn't know what a kolache was. I knew it. My bones told me you yeah, had no deal with a kolache. My is.
2: son's wife, right? She's from Nebraska, and she had never, ever, 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 ever heard of a kolache before in her life. And my son was like, "I'm gonna show you what a kolachi is." And now, she'll take a kolache over everything.
3: <laughs> Nine so, months later, I was a
1: grandpa. So, a <laughs> yeah, exactly. traditional a traditional kolache is almost like a pastry. It's a small little breaded bite size with, yeast bread. with fruit in the middle. That's a traditional kolache. But what's known as kolachi's now is like a bread, almost like a yeast roll, bread. but not like a roll. Yeah, yeast bread. And in the center, it either has like smoked sausage and jalapenos and oh, cheese, yeah. or it has ham and cheese, or there's some with boudin. Inside, oh. like there's, Boot, there's... What? Boudin. So there's very... There's there's different types of kalachis. All right, so
3: side note. Some people think y'all there's know, an in
2: at the end of that, but there really isn't.
3: Do y'all know I'm an artisan bread maker? Did y'all know that?
2: I, yeah, we I do, do now. Not.
3: We do now, though. I I have sourdough bread starter in my refrigerator that I started on my own, which ain't nothing special. Is like a lot of people... I make artisan bread. So, I mean, you go look at me Instagram for a couple, you know, a while back for a sort of fishing. i make bread looks like shit you would be buying out there for $18 a loaf.
2: Not me. So, yeah, so but when, we say, when we say when we say yeast bread, you know what we're talking about. Cuz there's a lot of people out there that don't Quincy, understand Quincy's role. They don't understand like a good yeast roll, a good yeast bread is hard to come by. But these mm-hmm. kolaches that's what they're made out of. So it's got that nice, that sweet and tangy yeah. flavor to it. So, Chris, what are you going with? Kalachi, breakfast taco, uh, or I breakfast sandwich? What,
1: were
3: the what other ones? Breakfast taco or breakfast sandwich. All right, I'm going to tell you right now, Here in these kolaches, I'll take a kolachi with some boudin in it. <laughs> there you go.
1: Some boudin. <laughs> Chris, what about you? What are <laughs> you going with?
2: You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm i'm definitely going the klatchy route but um that's not my my pre-fishing choice bro
1: i know you like liked, early
2: in the morning
1: you eat like handfuls of cashews and
2: no 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 boys and berries ch- and oh, no sir dude <laughs> i want i want an apple fritter oh yeah apple fritters. i want an apple fritter or I want a uh uh or I'll I'll even take, like. You cho- look like a bear. claw. Like a doing. bear claw. Bear claw. Yes, a guy. bear claw, something like that. And I gotta have a monster or or a big. It's gotta be a big cup of coffee. If See, it's coffee, this, this it's is why y'all
3: asses having to go out there and take marsh dumps behind duck blinds is because y'all eat before you go fishing. Who does that? Um, That'd I gotta have, have a, in your I gotta
2: have a little something
3: he he has to have
2: drew has to have like a whole damn meal i do (laughs) eat a meal i eat a meal and an energy drink like the whole day like he he's got to be like my whole day has to start and like all the stars must align before i can get out on the water type deal which was totally against his character whenever i would receive like text messages from him at like four o'clock in the morning Hey, good luck to you, bro. We're on our way out. I'm like, what the hell? This is so different. It's this new. It's new. new, and I'm not used to this. I don't know how to respond to Drew being up at 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I right. am, I, as the show says, I am not getting up that early. There you go. Yeah,
1: exactly. All right, so some of y'all, I don't think we talked about it, but Paul – you played for the North Carolina Tar Heels, is that correct? That's correct. So New you may Heels. be a you may be a connoisseur here.
2: Played what? Football, 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 Looz
3: ball. Wait, we gotta say it Wait, right. Wait, hold up, season... hold up. Your Looz wife is ball. four
2: foot eleven.
3: i to say them alligators all on her because they got all them teeth and no way to brush them.
2: Your wife is four foot eleven. You look like you're five foot nothing. Oh, I'm not you're...
3: Alex. Wrong, no, wrong, it, uh, if you see him standing
2: next to other there. people, he he's pretty tall. How tall are you?
3: <laughs> he's spraying more shit in his mouth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, his boyfriend's coming over later. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get to my question or not?
3: It's like the mouth. It's like the mouthwash when you in college. Oh yeah, I guess the mouthwash girl. All
1: right, here we go. So I need to know: red, orange, or yellow Gatorade?
3: Man, I tell you what, if you mix it right, you can't beat orange. And if you mix it wrong, it's still orange. orange. (laughs) Whenever
1: you have to mix it in the big jugs, whenever you're like, oh, I feel that same way about
2: lemon lime, man. I feel that same way about yellow, lemon lime. So know. and you know what it is not Gatorade is not the same that it used to be man nope. cuz it nope. used to be it, it had that that salty you know snap a Tank. It. Yeah. a tank. it's not what it used to be i think they Look, water that shit down now i,
3: I can't pedialyte like over a gatorade any day of the week now
1: well i i just do the liquid ivs now but i well, tell, tell you don't i do squinchers
2: myself man squinchers are are where it's at don't drink
1: more than three of those in a very short period of time. or you it's will. You, no, the liquid IVs. If you drink three of them in a short period of time, you will be finding somewhere to stop. You will like, be taking a marsh dump. Not even that. Like, <laughs> it's been on the way home. I had to throw my truck in park, like,
2: in the middle
1: of the McDonald's this, dude, parking he's, lot.
2: He's an outlier, hey, though, because he's got
3: diverticulatitis. Drew has shit. Look, it's Go ahead. Was it one of y'all that pooped in the drive hole and put the, the drive back in and it squirreled out drew,
2: that, Probably Drew. That was not no,
1: I go over the side. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, another fishing question. Um you only get, <laughs> get You only get one rod to use the rest or one reel to use the rest another of your life company. Now you throwing a a bait caster or a spinning reel? You can only have one. Only have for, one? For any application that you're going to do, bait caster spinning. or spinning?
3: spinning. I, 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 uh, no, My, mine is a bait caster. Mine's a bait caster.
2: You've already failed. You've lost. You've lost at the game of life and you're dead.
3: But it's a, you, you you, don't even know how to catch a bass. So we're answering this <laughs> two different ways. And I had to chastise <laughs> you for your redfish prejudice.
1: The answer is the pin clash two. That's the only acceptable answer. <laughs> Pin clash two. Only acceptable answer. All right, two more, two more questions, two more questions. All right, would you rather watch high school sports, college sports, or pro sports? Pro. Yeah, pro. Pro.
3: I don't uh, understand
2: how people can get into college sports or high school sports. Look, I,
3: I watch Carol- I, I Carolina Tar Heel college sports, and that's pretty much it. You couldn't if one of y'all said, Paul, I'll give you two million dollars to go back to high school, I'd tell you to shove it up your ass and eat dookie because I ain't no. I love professional sports because that's the that's that's the mecca of athletes right that's there. That's
2: the one percenters.
3: Less than one percenters.
2: Less than one percenters that made
3: mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. I kinda
1: like college sports a little better than pro sports.
2: I don't understand that. I don't know. I, when it comes to football. Both there's... of my kids have played college sports. In fact, one of them's still playing college sports. And oh, I just yes. I can't get into it. What sport? My my son played baseball, my daughter's playing softball.
3: Mm. Well, I'm I see why you're jaded because you, you probably spent like fifty five PA fourteens uh, in in travel ball. <laughs> a
2: year (laughs) drew knows that i've been counseling him on this shit lately i'm like you better be ready bro you better
3: that's why that's why drew's steering all his kids towards wrestling (laughs) let's watch some wrestling um it was actually cheaper for us
1: to do private lessons for cj compared to doing travel ball so we decided just to do weekly private lessons it it was cheaper made more sense
2: Paul, I'm, I was very, very, very smart about my kids playing travel ball. And I did not let them make the decision whether or not they wanted to play until they were 12 years old. And at 12 years old, I said, look, this is a commitment, much like a job. And just like a job, you have to work for it. And so while it was expensive, it was work. And both of those kids ended up with
3: scholarships Mm -hmm. to to play in college there you go well look as i said before my wife is four foot eleven i'm six one my daughter who is the oldest of my two has all of her mama she's mean and she's short and she's been doing gymnastics since she was 18 months old and so where we rolled the gymnastics right my son on the other hand is just like his mama mean and short but Right now, his ADHD keeps him from being focused on anything. So I don't know. He might he might be over at Drew's house wrestling in ten he's years. Gonna, he's going to be a fisherman.
2: <laughs> my son, he's going to be a I'm,
3: podcaster. I'm,
2: my but, son look, is Irish. Look, a YouTuber.
3: look, hey, y'all go, y'all go. Well, I don't know if y'all can subscribe, because but he's got a YouTube channel. This boy has posted so many YouTube videos on his channel numerous video times names? because. Uh, is is yes, uh, uh, shit was Gorilla Tag. He has posted so many damn YouTube videos in a single day because it's run through my YouTube, so I get all of his stuff. That he's like, he's like, Daddy, my YouTube didn't post. I'm like, Oh, let's go check it out. He's posted like 15 videos in one day, he's maxed out his his YouTube amount.
2: (laughs) So, Paul, my son. I always pick with him or pick on him about it. And I'm pretty sure he's fed up about it by now. He's Irish and Mexican. Okay? <laughs> and he does not have yeah. a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's he's six foot four. Holy shit. Two hundred and about 40 pounds now. Oh. And I always told him, I was like, boy. You're supposed to be like four foot nine with a drinking problem,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> and me.
2: I don't know where the hell you got all this athletic ability from. <laughs> Irish and Mexican, it ain't supposed to be happening like that. He,
3: hey, he's supposed to be a soccer player, not left tackle.
2: Yeah, he's he was a uh, he was a um, a tight end, and it was. Fantastic watching this kid play football because they would just lob it to him. He would be like, "Yep, yeah, that was it," and just pluck it right down. Um, And then he was a pitcher in baseball. So, and that's what he, that's what his passion was was baseball. So he he played baseball. My right. daughter is a softball player, and she's the tiny one. She's like f- five foot two, mm. but she can squat close to about five hundred pounds,
3: though. Good lord. Can Damn, we I move can barely squat. I can barely get up out of a chair. I know, right? <laughs> can we move
1: on before the ACLU starts sending us some messages <laughs> about our conversation here?
2: I don't mind, bitches.
1: All right. Last last question. And then Paul, I wanna I wanna give you a chance just to talk about Bass and Brews. Tell us where we can find it. Tell us about your oh, you're okay. you're yeah, internet. You're
2: gonna have to edit this episode, aren't you?
1: No, I'm not. It's we're running it. We are running it just like this because it's got to be out tomorrow and it is currently nine 54. So we're running it at
3: 11 o'clock at 11 o'clock middle Eastern time here in uh, North Carolina.
1: (laughs) So you got to give one of these things up for three months. You got to give one of these things up for six months and you got to give one of these things up for 12 months. Absolutely nothing. Can't do anything. So, Remember three months, six months, and twelve months. Carbs, sex, and fishing. Which Garbs. one you which one are you giving up Garbs. for three months? Carbs. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
3: Hold on.
1: There's those three and you gotta pick three months, six months, or twelve months. Carbs, months sex, is, and fishing.
3: Three months is sex. what oh what? Okay. Why, why, the fuck you gotta ask such a damn convoluted <laughs> question?
1: Chris understands it because he's over there smirking. All right, Chris, three Hold months. On, on which one me, are you Chris, giving up?
3: Me, is it? Do I? Ha- it's that's the three. Que- that's the three answers, and I have three, six, and twelve. Look, you gotta what? draw a line.
2: You want me you got to go carbs?
3: First? You want me to go you got oh, sex? I've and got, you got mine fishing. already figured out, it's and you gotta draw a line to, to three months, six months, and twelve months. Which in, one in three, are you giving up for each? In three months, I'm giving up sex. Six months, I'm giving up fishing. In 12 months, I'm giving up carbs.
1: So you think you can give up... No, no, no. So I don't think you... I think you want it backwards. So you can give up carbs for 12 think. months straight. You think you oh, can give up yeah. carbs.
3: But I, I have already given up carbs to the point that I lost 45 pounds
1: not a single carb for a year you could do oh, it
3: yeah look i would yeah i would go straight to bourbon <laughs> straight, and then straight. i would and then i would move down and i'd be living in conroe in your backyard living you ain't gonna here. live
1: My you God. ain't gonna live here and not eat carbs bro sorry <laughs> sorry about your luck all
2: right chris <laughs> what you think man this is getting very personal drew this is one of those This is one of those things i'm gonna kind of i will let i will let the listeners in on this shit right here bro all right
3: i got 20 minutes to go pee i'll be back
2: <laughs> you can tell he listens to the show often three hey three months i'm only giving up fishing for three months that's it three months okay i gave it up for most of my friggin' life i'm only giving it up for three months carbs I've given up carbs before, okay? But I know how important they are in my life to have carbs. So six months. Six, I have done without because them women, they like to take (laughs) it away from us and keep it to themselves no matter what. We have absolutely zero, zero. Say and when we having sex and when we ain't having sex. So twelve months, no big deal for me, brother.
3: That so, the only person that says they're giving up tw- uh, they're they're giving up sex for twelve months is somebody over the age of fifty.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty damn close, bro. Pretty damn close. That's that's like, pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> that that is. That's I I close. have found out that I have a favorite
3: chair. How about that? <laughs> and it's in the trailer. <laughs> the mobile home, whatever in, y'all call it. It's, it's in the Connex. <laughs> <The>
1: Con- <laughs> With the window unit sitting out there on a bucket.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. This went off the rails pretty quickly. Pretty this went off the rails since we
2: started.
3: The oh, yeah. a
1: I, I know. I had to make them interesting. I, I, this,
3: they were; these are really these are the best questions I've ever heard of. I mean, our questions are stupid compared to these.
1: Well, I, I had to model it after something. I mean, I couldn't <laughs> ask what your favorite sandwich meat protein was or anything yeah. like that. So. Well, you said you Talent. called this
3: a light round, but this was more like the brooding fish and the blue rolling thunder round because <laughs> you you had the two longest winded motherfuckers you could ever have on a podcast asking questions to.
2: There you go. Am that, I really that long winded? Oh, yeah. Chris, told yes, you me. are. Here's, here's you the are. Thing, guys. You don't never are. get any feedback of how, how <laughs> I am as a podcast host of any sort. Um, am I long winded? Am I full of shit? Am I uh, just a I don't
3: know, man? Yeah, but that's what makes it great on our podcast <laughs> when we started the, the, the shotgun round. Drews, I haven't even got the words out of my mouth yet, and Drews like, "Oh Lord, if we're gonna do shotgun round, are these questions you gotta ask answer right away because Chris is gonna talk the whole he gonna he gonna go into diatribe. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: That's one hundred percent. I'm long winded as hell, man. Look, I'm, I'm gonna put it well, out there for you guys.
3: Hey, we're kindred spirits on that because I could talk to a brick wall all Chris- day long.
1: Chris, I just want you to go back and listen to our appearance on the Bass and Bruce podcast and listen listen to the questions that were asked and the, answers, right now, and the
2: answers that were given. Because right now, you I didn't answer none realized, of their questions. I just realized I can't feel my forehead.
1: <laughs> I can't feel I my face when I'm with you.
2: <laughs> it's that
1: light bouncing off your forehead. <laughs> these he got, pints man he
3: got, he, these got a pints damn pos- he got a phosphate light he gonna come out with a sunburn tomorrow because he got that damn heat I am, lamp on him i'm
2: five pints down <laughs> now in in alcohols that's 4.2 percent alcohol by volume how many alcohols is that paul 4. i don't 2 know alcohols
3: i don't i don't drink four four white claw surges at eight alcohols and i don't ran out of those so i'm drinking blue moon yeah. light sky hey i Tropical saw
2: they had Wind. they had a brand new commercial all right i'm gonna mute
1: chris yeah. here because i'm ready to get this show ended so i'm gonna <laughs> mute i'm gonna mute chris and then we're gonna talk about uh uh Bass and bruce tell us about right. Bass and bruce
3: so, y'all check out Bass and Brews. These two fools, as they call themselves, were on it. I can't remember. It's been a while ago, is when Alch was gone. Uh, oh, did you unmute me? me? <laughs> you. Yes, I did. <laughs> Look, he's froze, though. He's froze on my hand with him doing this. Now, Bass and Brews is it's a, it's a fishing podcast, as we said earlier, focused on content creators, but, you know, there's always tidbits of information you can gather from boat fishing, kayak fishing, technique-specific stuff, but in all-in-all, in all, it's entertainment. Um, it's long-form podcast, so long, it's going to go two, two to three hours, so you can listen to it in segments, but Bass and Brews podcast, Alex Swamp Rat Fishing, me, Paul Hills on Instagram. Check us, as, check us out on the Tic Tac. Uh, we have a good time. We said it earlier— Weekly distraction from high quality podcast content. That's us. Also, when you listen, it's just going to be usually three, maybe four folks sitting around the campfire, drinking, talking shit, talking fishing. That's Bass and Brew's podcast.
1: There you go. And you already said there's nobody you need to thank because it's just well, jabber right now, hammer and it is, jabber. It hook set just, hoodlums. Come hey, on, hey, come on, quick, give me something. Real
3: quick. They re- they reference this shirt. So the y'all look shirt here. Go check out hooked up north on instagram and you can message him if you want one of these shirts there's no affiliation besides him using my face on this this is their stuff they're starting some new uh, a new shirt company so yeah we're running with this but you can have that shirt yes hook hooks at hoodlums <clears throat> hooks at hoodlums awesome apparel company they have seasonal apparel come out awesome hats you can use code heels 10 h-e-e-l-s 10 heels 10 not h-i-l-l-s as it sounds like when it comes out of my mouth but yeah check out that hookshead hoodlums hooked up north for this shirt outside of that man we're just we we have a good time we love to fish we love to talk fishing and for all you saltwater guys Y'all don't know how good you have it having this damn podcast. I'm telling you, telling you, the drama is drama free here. So drama free territory. Drew, before I forget, William Shaw said that he had some baits that you owed him from like six months ago. <laughs> and that anytime he wins something and Chris that it, he gets it. But you owed him some shit for like a year or two. Damn.
2: Calling me, calling me <laughs> out.
1: Calling me out. I think I think his baits I put in a, like a, a regular manila folder and I I just put like four stamps on it and I was like I'm sending it I'm sending it just with these stamps I'm not going to the post office hopefully it makes it if it doesn't make it he'll tell me so I put some bro staff decals and two crank baits in there weight baits which are top waters apparently and I sent those off just in a regular manila folder with four stamps, and I guess that they did not make it. (laughs) They they did not make it back to my house
3: either, though. (laughs) But that's funny because William be talking some shit on my Facebook page all the damn time. He
2: is the king of shit
3: talkers. (laughs) But he is not the king of the bro staff. Not the king of the bro staff. That is Kevin. Hey, let me finish up. I'll, I'll close it out with this. We never would have William and some other guys that that have commented and that have listened to the podcast without y'all to have coming on our shitty ass podcast last year. Out of the blue, when I just messaged Chris through Instagram, and so y'all came on and and y'all y'all were a huge catalyst. You know, the the viewers we got from that were. Uh, it was the number one podcast was for us huh? for a long time. It really was a long time. a you know, long time. I say, you know, I don't know, six months or so. But y'all's podcast really did help us gain a whole new listenership. And, you know, we can't thank you enough because we got a ton of listeners that had nothing to do with bass fishing. It was the salt side. And so you know, that says a lot that y'all – you know, willing to come on and do it. We thank you for that. It was awesome. And now here, Drew's been on some live with me, and here I am on the alls podcast. A year ago now, if you just said I was going to be on this podcast, I told you you're full of shit. But having the opportunity to come on here and to talk to y'all and interact with y'all and then the friendship that we built from this, that's awesome, and I really am grateful for it.
1: Well, I'm I'm pretty positive this isn't the last time we're going to hear from the Jabberhammer uh paul roberts here on the paddlers playbook um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i'm sure we're gonna have the jabber hammer on i asked him if he wanted to uh bring his partner on alex and he just said you know fuck them kids whenever it came to bringing (laughs) alex on so so hey dude we're we're two hours and 28 minutes in if they ain't figured out there's cussing in this episode i'm sorry But he he said, forget Alex. He's not bringing Alex on this one. (laughs) Hey, I can't find that shirt, man.
3: You're not going to find it. You have to message. You have to message Hooked Up North on Instagram. Oh, gotcha. And he'll get you one. Chris, you got anything
1: else you want to talk about or ask the Jabber Hammer before we get off here?
3: No. Hey, man, I
2: I can't wait for you to make your way down. Look, I have fished with a lot of people from all over the United States. I haven't fished from... I haven't fished with anyone from uh, the West coast yet. And probably the only person that I'm, there's like two or three people that I'd be interested in fishing with from the West coast. Um, but I fish with a lot of people from all over the United States. In fact, I do travel a lot more than <laughs> Drew even imagines. So I probably will make my way to uh, North Carolina. Um, even if you don't make your way down here. So I'm,
3: be looking for me man and if not I'm looking for your ass. Hey look, you you come to North Carolina, we, we freshwater, salt water, we'll make it happen. I'm going to make my way. I've told y'all, I've told Drew this especially. I'm coming out there. My plan is next year. Got some logistics and and some business stuff to work out, but there's there's hey, two to four trips. You got to you got to make
2: it. There. You you gotta sweeten the deal with like like your wife has to have a place to stay and stuff like that too, or are you just leave him by yourself.
3: No, well, no, no. I'm I'm coming by myself, so I would have to okay. work out a deal right. to where like my wife sees a big paycheck coming in for six or eight months that I say, hey, I'm going to Texas for a week to fish, and she's like, oh, okay, yeah, go.
2: <laughs>
1: we'll God, <just> do it. <laughs> Dude, we got we got you covered here. You come here. Chris has got enough kayaks. I have enough kayaks. We'll put a pin. I, I
2: got plenty of place for plenty of room for him to stay too.
1: There you go. We'll <laughs> I've put a pin... the
3: dog in the trailer out back. You or can make sure the conics.
1: You can make sure the dog doesn't attack any more uh, armadillos or anything. But we'll get well, you on some reds.
3: On truck, so, but yeah, y'all come out this way. Same thing here. But I definitely want to come out there. I want to go catch some redfish. I want to go saltwater fishing. I want to catch some fish that I can keep and cook and eat and not get chastised for on the internet. There
1: you go. redfishes. is it. Bro staff, we appreciate you guys for listening. Stay tuned for that bro staff meetup coming up October 1st. It's going to be here yeah. before you know it.
2: Peace. Oh.
3: Later.